1: What's happening, weirdos? Uh, so excited to have my, one of my best friends in the world, Matt McCarthy, and a, a former roommate of mine, and the co star of every, uh, pretty much every video I've ever done. Uh, the Batman stuff we did for College Humor, and we're still doing for College Humor. Every video we've ever done for, uh, Front Page Films with Front Page Films. Uh, if you've ever not, if you've ever not visited frontpagefilms.com, you should see that stuff. Uh, the doctor videos, all that sort of stuff. Matt McCarthy. Such a thrill. A little warning up top in case you're, (laughs) I've met people in my life that just hate conspiracy theory. Uh, there's some of that in here. Know that going in. We talk about different conspiracies and how that uh, relates to the comedic mind. I think it's interesting, but uh, just a little forewarning in case you're one of those people that just can't stand it, really annoys you. Uh, it's it's like maybe 20 minutes of this podcast. Uh, we have a couple new dates coming up. Vancouver. I am coming to Vancouver for my Canadian Weirdos for the Comedy Festival, February 14th and 15th with a live You Made It Weird on that Friday at 7 p.m. at Venue. It's actually called Venue comedyfest.com slash show slash you dash made dash it dash weird dash podcast is how you get tickets to that come out february 14th and 15th spend valentine's day with me you know those people that say valentines i'm not one of them valentines it's gonna be great february 16th on my way back i'm going to stop by the traverse uh traverse city comedy fest uh in traverse city michigan for one night with doug and tj and uh my new friend Jeff Garland. Uh, if Those of you that listen to Doug Loves Movies know where that started. Also, You Made It Weird is how to donate to the show, how to buy t-shirts. That's a great way to support the show. Another new fun way to support the show is if you want to buy one of our bonus episodes for $1.99, you can watch a movie with me and one of our favorite guests, like F. Tompkins and I watched There Will Be Blood. And John Mulaney and I watched Assassination of Jesse James. And Joe DeRose and I watched uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, which will be out very, very soon. Uh, The other tour dates, we have Madison, Wisconsin, February 21st through the 23rd for Comedy Club on State. March 9th for Grand Rapids, Michigan for Gilda's Fest. That's going to be a live podcast. And I'm going to be at Moon Tower this year, April 24th through 27th in Austin, Texas. That's it. The ad is Amazon. Go to Nerdist. Click on the banner. Shop. That's one way to support it. Or just be nasty and donate at YouMadeItWord.com. That's so much more direct. So much more fresh and direct. Enjoy, Matt McCarthy, everybody. Why would you do that? What happened? I opened this card, you dummy. <laughs> My bookcase
2: fell over. Yes. And I found that oh. in.
1: Is that your ex-wife? Yes, I haven't seen a picture of her in a very long time. I've never seen a picture of her. The, what you want to see one? I don't want to look. I've seen it. There you go. There she is. Jesus! I saw this card on the table. I can't hear my. I can't is hear my your, voice. Is that your mother? I got it. That's my mother. Yeah, the, the dynamic duo. I don't know why I don't want to look at it. I don't want to like fuel my dreams. Well, why would battle. you want to look at it? Yeah, that's a good reason. No, these are all photos of them. Well, there, here's a picture of the two of you together. Oh, great! There You, you go. asshole! <laughs> you magical. I tip. honestly oh, didn't God. know who it was. Whew. Ooh. I had to give it to you. I had to find out what it no, was. No, no, no. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, you, I just wish you had been in the room when I, oh, Katie was. I, I said, what is this? And I assumed it was fan mail. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> the worst K- kind. Because K- Katie will leave things that people send to meltdown here mm-hmm. on the table. So I pick it up and I go, that's weird. That's the stationery my mom uses. It's also weird that it's not in an envelope.
2: I also thought you might even recognize the card.
1: I do write. I do write. Re- well, re- I w- now I want to read the card for my mother. Right. <laughs> my darling. <laughs> <laughs> there is something. Oh, it's my darlings. There's it's something. To both of us. There is something written on the back of one of the pictures <laughs> as well. Fucking hell. Yeah, well, thank you. Gosh, look at that nose. I must have been telling a lie. Her nose is long. It's it's a long nose. Oh, I see. My mom wrote little uh, Instagram captions <laughs> to some of the photos. <laughs> She's very fortunate. This is a card to both of us, right. I am so happy about the new apartment. May the Lord bless you in your new home as oh as you make a home together right next to the great bounty of his provision. May He grow you in love for him and one another. Oh Jesus, see you soon love mama oh God, you should write her back and explain <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, bad news. Fraid harder.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Woo! Woo! Katie, would you write on the questions I ask everybody fake laugh? Thank you. But I, I, I would that.
2: I I have no idea what book that was in. Like clearly it was something that got either you gave it to me Ooh. or just got mashed in with my stuff when when I'm
1: well, the move—the move to LA was a was a was a, uh, a mess. So, a but lot I'm saying of stuff, I may
2: have had that since we
1: lived together in Brooklyn. That's what it, this is. You have had this, right. Since we lived together in Brooklyn. Now, this is a park. My my, my mom's punching up the card. The front she of the is. card is a cat feeding all these birds, and my it's not funny enough. So my mom <laughs> wrote, "Now this is a park." <laughs> exclamation point that is that is just such a reminder of not only my yeah. marriage but also um, how religious I was that yes. I would read a card you drew dicks on everything <laughs> you dick we were waiting you dick what is this booby trap room I walked into you should have seen my face I must it was have looked pretty, like it was pretty I turned white I as actually she... forgot I didn't even think threw of it, it I threw it down I I, like like her. acid fell in my face wow hmm That's why I asked where he sat. Oh, it was all so obvious. This is a prank show, but it's like you really have to know them to get them. Yeah. You are a brilliant man. We did live together. That's a perfect... This is Matt McCarthy. Hey. I don't normally do that, but we lived together. Yeah, we did. For a great time. Yeah. But it was right after a me solid year. The, the, yeah. the card girl broke up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then just... Why did you... What you were living in Queens, way out in Queens. That's what I middle remember. Middle Village, Middle Village. Yeah, no one even <laughs> has heard of it. No one knows Middle People, Village.
2: They would always make like a, "Oh, do you live with Bilbo no, in the would, Shire?" I'm
1: so embarrassed that I almost did. Everybody of does. I did, of course. It's, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, well, I love it because it's, it's it's <laughs> it's so delicious. Sweet. It's so it's ripe. <laughs> It's ready ever, to go. You ever have a low-hanging plum? Those sneaky plums up at the top, nobody needs them. No. They, Fuck you. They got bird pecks in them. Some esoteric joke up high? Fuck it. I'm a caveman. Comedian caveman. That's me. And I want that low fruit.
2: Comedy caveman.
1: So I'm still reeling a little bit from the car. Let's so you're in Middle Earth. I didn't even know. I can't if, drink this. I'm going back to yoga today. I didn't even know if that was your ex-wife. Oh, that's okay. no. I'm I not. thought maybe it was uh no. I'm not apologizing. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was curious. Bi curious. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love saying bi curious whenever someone says curious. And then one time I was <laughs> with somebody who is, is bi-curious? definitely well, deeply, deeply closeted. Just like right. either that, which I think every bisexual person has to be, has to be what deeply closeted. Closeted. Some people maybe are... that's a completely irrational thing to say. I think I don't understand what you mean but there are a lot of people that are out of the class. Oh, you think there are a lot of bisexual people that aren't honest about the gay part? I guess, but I
2: could also buy somebody who wants to have sex with everybody. Oh, sure. So I'll just completely negate everything I just said. Can, I would I I don't I I don't buy bisexual men. Maybe that's what it
1: is. Is that right? Oh, you think the 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 severity of fucking another dude if right. I can say that. Because there is such a I don't know, Maddie, Stigma,
2: a mental stigma.
1: I agree with that. But you know it's sexuality okay so if you have anal but se- i have no idea anal sex with a girl though somebody just made this point to me like biologically mm-hmm. which is something i would do would you you have probably sure yeah you filthy man. <laughs> yeah you put it in in a girl's butt yeah that's the same thing as fucking a dude in the butt except it's a different it's you know i don't i i'm by the way i can they're already they're both butt they're both butts Right, but I mean That's a part that we share Like a nose or a mouth Yeah, but did you explain to
2: this person About getting a blowjob from a guy?
1: Yeah, see that's the same That would technically be the same thing as well Right Or kissing a guy The beard would be a little scratchier the cock broom, unless she was of <laughs> Italian or Greek descent. Oh no, ah, ah, From yeah, ladies, take that, Italians and Greeks. I
2: don't know why I'm making all these broad assumptions about people. No, I, 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 I am of no
1: opinion about bisexuality. No, we're in a safe place. I, I, say, I say stupid, shit I don't even all know the why time, I'm saying it. and then you realize I don't know why I said that. But when I said the yeah. bike... And you know what I'm being guilty of right now is this this person uh, this guy that I'm thinking of in particular was uh, was you know effeminate he's effeminate nothing right. I, he was a great guy he's gay but <laughs> 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 but I am guilty in this instance of the stereotype that he was very is fay an offensive word he was very fay just gentle he bathed in milk he wanted you know. But, you know, I, I'm guilty of a lot of things that uh, that gay men typically... Like, I like uh, shopping and gabbing yeah. like, gals and cosmopolitans and all that shit and manicures. Let's do it.
2: Well, I rem- it's funny that that's the list you gave, because I remember when we would talk about your ex-wife. You're like, well, she, she was kind of like... Or maybe it was the, the girl you were dating at the time. Yeah. I don't even remember. But the point you were making was, well, she's like a dude. She likes doing dude stuff, like shopping and... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I didn't say that. I <laughs> did. said that. You absolutely said that. She likes guy stuff, as like you- shopping. And as you got... Whatever the list you just did. Yeah, manicures, shopping, gabbing. Right. Antiquing. Yeah. You know, just going to a bookstore. Making our own tea. Yeah. And then at the, <laughs> at the end of the list, you kind of paused and you were like, actually, I think I'm into
1: girl stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I am into girls stuff uh, big time. Sure. So take that into this story, that I'm a person who is, uh, you know, you could, somebody from afar could be like, that dude's gay. Because when I'm right. like bored... I'll I'll call Chelsea, Chelsea Bell, ding, and we'll go to the Third Street Promenade and like you know look at pants. You know what I mean? Sure, so that, would that, That's a girly ish thing, but here I am loving vagina. Calling
2: up a girlfriend, gonna look at some slacks.
1: Exactly. Why? <laughs> Why not? So here's a man. Now I'm I'm doing to him kind of what I hope people. I don't really care, but I want people to not assume that I'm uh, gay or, or straight or anything. But I'm assuming this kid's gay, right. uh, but he's not. He has a girlfriend. Blah blah. Uh, but then he—what well, does that mean ultimately? A beard, yeah, cock broom beard, exactly. But it, that's when that backfired on me because every time someone says I'm curious, I love to say by curious because I think by curiosity, and it's a great Nate Bargatze bit where he's like, "What is by bi-curious... It was his first dirty bit. He goes, <laughs> really? "What does by curious <laughs> even mean?" Like, I, I just want, I just want to maybe brush up on a cock or something. Like, it was <laughs> <is> very funny. <laughs> it was very funny, and that reminds me of the Louis C.K. bit, like. He's a, a little bit gay. Because people are like, oh, he's really gay. Can you be a little gay? Like, I just want to touch a cock. Right. Very, very similar. Maybe, I think maybe I'm mashing them up. Anyway, so you were living in, in Middle Earth. Anyways, I think that story's done. A very effeminate man was like, so I'm curious. And I was like, by curious. And then I was like, oh, no. He doesn't know I do that to everybody. And that's how he sounded. If anyone's getting offended at that, that wispy voice, so I, just, I just did.
2: I, I keep trying to think of a joke of like... You know, do like an author pun, like by curious
1: with uh, with intention. B- by curious, like yeah, if your well. name was curious as an author, right? It's like I wrote this book. I fuck dudes and ladies. By, by curious.
2: curious, but there has to be a <laughs> ghostwriter too, <laughs> like
1: with trepidation. Oh, that is funny. Right. That is funny. By with, curious with hesitancy. With with <laughs> with remorse. That's very funny. Well, I'm interested in this bisexual idea. I think I actually think that bisexuality might could possibly be the norm, the
2: way it's yeah. supposed to be.
1: I don't know. I mean, we we look at the Greeks. <laughs> Let's take a look at those Greeks at you just Greeks. made fun of with their mustachioed women. Right, they were fucking everybody. You know, in, in that hairy civilization. buttholes,
2: they were digging in some.
1: Well, you know, they were hairy. Yeah, that's one thing I'm glad I'm not into. On, porn. I think that's why the, the, the I don't know. we I've never typed in hairy. I'll just tell you that into porn. I've typed in pretty much everything else, but I've I never think you been just like, get retro. Show me, me a hair. Point. Yeah, yeah, retro. And there's a lot of perms. Come, no. come in my perm volume four. <laughs> what was what was a porn? You had a porn in. in I would. I, I remember. See, I, I, you knew me right yeah. at the beginning of the new life, meaning post That's re- true. religious. Yep. And you had like pasted my face or something on VHS. No, no, no swallowing allowed. <laughs> I've, I can't, I can't believe you
2: remember. I, well the reason I, I remember the
1: second you yeah, said it.
2: The reason I remember is because because um, I've always had a you know a, a complicated relationship with porn. Tell me about it. Well, I mean who doesn't want to watch it, but I can't not think of the reality of the situation. Yes, I understand. Like thinking of the, the camera crew and, and right. what le- how did they get to this point? How the girl get to that point?
1: Right. You really the suspension of disbelief is you want to believe that the girl really is like I, I'm using this term loving, having fun, like a whore. Right. Like she's a, a fun she, loving whore. She's a fun loving. That's the fantasy. Right. Is that you're like. That's why, you know, I, I, li- I tend to like porn. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. That's no. kind of what I do. I like porn where uh, it's a couple sometimes. Like, they, they just like filming themselves. I think
2: that's what yeah, like, amateur stuff is yeah. the most appealing because it, you can kind of pretend like they I like each other. I think they
1: get off going, people are getting off to us getting off right now. Oh, right. I just got off thinking about them getting off. Right. And I, I mean, like, if they're to be believed. And no one's – but then I think after a while, you are just doing it for cash. You're not – it stops being cute pretty quickly, I bet. Like we got to get a new video up there. Yes, uh, the I'd judge. imagine that the money factor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, in, comes in very quickly. Pete, yes, <laughs> I am so stupid. <laughs> I'm the stupidest man. So what is your compl- So you you feel like you you is it when you're done and then you're looking and you're like that girl's name is you know Vanessa and she wants to be a vet or whatever.
2: Yeah, and so the the reason I remember that one specifically is mm. because I I would buy them so. Rarely and frequently, I probably had that and like another one. Yes, which I, got, I actually I did. It was a they did a remake of Debbie Does Dallas, but I bought
1: it at like a Strawberries. Isn't every porn a remake of Debbie Does Dallas? Basically, but this was <laughs> yeah. They really went in, with the plot. W- they went titular as well,
2: <laughs> and the. But it I was it, it was it was all uh, all the all the pornography was cut out of it. Like I was at like remember like Strawberries the CD store. Uh, I was just yeah going, of course I was going through VHS tapes and I was I, I was buying wrestling of course you love it we'll and I saw, porno and I thought sure yeah I'll buy. and then I got home and then it was about it was a good 20, 25 minutes in when I realized that it had been edited.
1: Oh, you kept waiting. I you kept were like, waiting. Oh, that's
2: interesting. They're just yeah.
1: they're letting me oh anticipate. But what was weird is because
2: I was enjoying it at first because I was like, God, finally some wide shots. It's never a wide. It's
1: always up close on the penetration. And then I realized that it was. Uh... When did it jump? Did they start making out? They would. It would. It was. It was like
2: like on Cinemax when they'll show them humping, but not actually see the genitals. Oh yeah. Uh huh. You know. That's always- Which I actually, frankly, preferred, because it's like you can actually see the people having sex, as opposed to a graphic close-up <laughs> Just,
1: of organs. It's not so much pornography as Mashing. an explanation of how it happens. Right.
0: <laughs>
2: there it is. There's nothing sexy about that. Yeah, and yeah, And it's yeah. also, when you're in the moment, yeah. if you're actually having sex, because ultimately, masturbation is you're pretending to have sex. Yep. Uh, you,
1: your, your face isn't right up against a penis ramming. Yeah, it yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I know a lot of. I, I read a book about uh, pornography. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to say. It's called pornified, I think. Anyway, it had a, it, it had a guy that was like, I can't watch porn with other guys right. because I'm looking at so many dicks. Right. And then I was like, well, that see that goes. This actually goes back to our bisexuality thing, where I'm like, shut up. That's like you're you're blocking. Your 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 homophobia, your self right. your your self homophobia is blocking. Like because when you're looking at pornography, they've done studies. Men are very good, especially at projecting and being and pretending that there's somebody else. They hook people up to MRIs yeah. or you whatever. You pretend
2: it's your penis. You pretend it's your penis, which so, is why I don't like black porn.
1: Uh, that's also why I don't like black porn. Right? Unless, I mean. No, I've tried it. It doesn't really do it for me. But, like, there is something... In that case, the fantasy becomes I'm watching someone else fuck someone. Like, I'm not even involved. Exactly. It's like I'm in it's the closet. It's a voyeur thing. And to be honest, there, there's a st- there's an interracial stigma that I think some people are aroused by. They don't have a problem with that. Oh, oh. No, y- like, people like sure. They, like c- I could see that. C- cuck holding. Big J told me that he likes that. What's that? And he said that on the podcast, so it's not a secret. Cuck holding, I didn't know either. It's porn... Where there's a guy in the corner, a white guy in the corner, a white woman on the bed, and a black guy comes in <laughs> and fucks her in front of him <laughs> while he, like, cries. That is
2: <laughs> what is the guy in the corner called?
1: He's called the cuckold. <laughs> That's the best. That's what it's called when someone cheats. This, is, this photograph is of someone who cuckolded me. The- I'm a cuckold. You you've been cuckolded. It was cuckolded. Wow. <laughs> I'm a cuckold and now I hold my own cuck so oh, much that's more. <laughs> so funny.
2: Oh, that's so funny. Isn't that weird? I'm just the guy like rocking back and forth hugging his knees. Yeah. Uh, like like the dad in uh, do you remember did you see say anything? Um, I think so. The best part of that is Fraser, the dad from Fraser. I mm-hmm. forget the actor's name. He plays the girl's dad. And he gets involved in some, you know, scandalous money thing, and he gets busted. And he, he she comes home, and he's hide, He's he's had his breakdown. He's in the tub in his suit, hugging his knees. And she goes, "Daddy, are you in there?" And he goes, "Just finishing up." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's cuckold. <laughs> yeah, that's like a cuckold. I'm so glad I'm not into cuckolding. That's uh, hilarious. But though. I mean, I, 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 what do I mean by that? Here's my, bi- my, my bisexuality question for you. Yeah. Okay. I've been thinking a lot about this. I was actually just having an amazing, in my own opinion, conversation with Howard Kramer, who did a, a wonderful episode and has his own wonderful podcast. Mm. Charted. And Howard Kramer and I were talking about how you grow up in a world and then you, you, everything is kind of imposed on you as being normal. You know what I mean? Like we, like, what do you mean? Like beliefs? Like yeah, beliefs like sexuality being one or just uh,
2: this is what life is like. This is what life is marriage.
1: like uh, there's marriage, there's men and women. all these are like social constructs, basically mm-hmm. so my question with in regards to like bisexuality or and homosexuality in general is what if when you were born and you were just in this world yeah. where everybody your father fucked your mother wants to make you and then it was like men fuck men that's what we do and you fuck a woman when you want to make a baby like the president of the United States like Obama right. fucks dudes it's like celebrated it's like all the movies are about like Batman is fucking dudes like Tom Cruise well <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't even trying but like in the movies is fucking dudes and everybody is like that's where it's at Puff Daddy is doing Ciroc ads where dudes blowing them and I'm like the lap of luxury Ciroc yeah. instead of us being like, oh, gay is wrong, gay is weird, uh, bisexuality is weird. I mean, like, I feel like social pressures. Like when you really put it in that lens, I am still, I still love women. You know what I mean? But I wonder how much, mm-hmm. how much of that is you can't separate it from. You can't separate it. My from. father no. was very open about being like, like almost coaching me and my brother to be kind of straight like teaching us how to like gawk at ladies and shit yeah. so I don't know when you said bisexuality is like the purest or the tr- most honest thing I wonder if it I'm, is
2: um, yeah I'm curious it might be By curious Who knows? <laughs> bi-curious it might be ah! it might be yes.
1: but it's too, it's too it's too big to unpack I suppose
2: People. it's, pe- it's not for us to know it's, Yeah. it's just for us to do and die <laughs> to, and do and buy do and buy so, oh, but my point before oh, was the girl on the cover of, of whichever no swallowing Aloud? right? Uh, whichever volume it was, I think it was volume three. Because you know what it was is because I um when I went to the because I went to the porno store near um, UCB in New York on oh you know on have been in that right one. you know the one I mean right yeah yeah
1: you know okay keep going
2: well I I. I Wanted to buy, see, even <laughs> I can't separate who I am with it. I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy a porno, but it needs to be like a volume. I just wanted there to be a number in it just to amuse myself, yes, you know. So, at any rate, the girl on the cover, um, was then on uh, on uh, what was the Dr. Drew show, like Sex Addicts, uh huh, or sex, re- sex Rehab, yes. And I didn't, re- I d- it was like I had it, the DVD just. Never watched it. Mm-hmm. Just back in the, and this is in like Let Us and nice I's place on Graham Ave when, after I moved out of our place. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were moving, I'm packing DVDs and we'd watch the season and uh, the, the girl on the show. Uh, was uh, just uh, wonderful, and you're like you felt for, her and you're like, oh my god! See, this is like she's such a sweet girl. Yeah, like how did she get into porn? That she's talking about like all these horrible things that happened to her in her life. Yeah, and then I'm packing DVDs, and then boom, there she is on the oh cover of No Song. And I felt
1: like such a piece of shit. See, what I would do is I'd watch the show and watch the porno at the same time and jerk off. <laughs>
2: horrifying
1: (laughs) i don't think i really would do that no i don't think you would uh that is a comedy joke comedy bits that is horrifying and you do hear a lot of stories yeah you hear a lot of stories people people get into porn and it's got to have an effect on them i've never bought like ever see that um eh?
2: what's what's that um george c scott movie which one i think is it called hardcore or whatever his daughter disappears Uh uh-huh and uh then finds out that she's in porn and so he goes like undercover he wears like these big flared you know uh um shirts shirts and 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 basically it finds out that she and then it somehow it it ends with like a snuff film like maybe she's in the snuff film, or somebody else is in the yes 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 What's a good snuff film? <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get to that. We can get to that right now. All right. But the, the George C. Scott thing is like he's finally watching a porno with her in it. <laughs>
1: What's a he's just, good snuff film? And hes a, but you
2: would love this because George C. Scott is sitting in the movie theater with his hands over his face. And he just goes, turn it off. Oh. Turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Like that. Do they? I don't remember. Oh my God! What's a good
1: snuff? That movie? is our good friend Katrina. 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 Katina. Jesus! I'm thinking about tsunamis. <laughs> uh, I didn't even mean to make that joke. <laughs> from uh, from our wonderful kid farm. Katrina from the series yes. Kid Farm. I tried to get Katrina to do this show because I love gabbing with gals. Oh yeah, she was just down here. Yeah, it, it didn't work She'll out. Be back. It didn't work out. But Katrina is so so hilarious, and we were t- you here's, here's, there's so many things you're great at, Maddie. One, Thank you. One comedy. Two, you're an amazing weed sherpa. That's right. You ha- you have said that before. <laughs> you're an amazing weed <laughs> sherpa. I'll never. For- I think you might be at your best <laughs> in the role of weed sherpa. <laughs> and then uh... you you have like this insane knowledge of movies, conspiracies. And like just like weird B sides, like you're a living B side, and wow. I mean that in a good sense. I'm gonna put that in the, quotes. L- the living B side. You are, but you, well, you know what I mean. Like it's the it's the Easter eggs and it's the treats and it's yeah. the hidden content. Like, did you know if you go in this corner of Mario Brothers, you can warp to level five? Yeah, that's you as a person. Neat. So you were telling us all about this about snuff films, and I actually watched that movie, the documentary, the documentary, not the snuff yeah. film you gave me. I didn't watch that yet. Oh. But I did watch There's it was a, two There's two it was a different, bad documentary
2: we, There's one also on YouTube That's like base, uh, Some BBC series or, or channel It's always BBC It is Men living with dogs. It's that watershed thing Because they actually say Okay we're adults Let's watch television Oh I see So they put on like Interesting television I know I So they had like a documentary About that porno animal farm I don't know it it's like the stuff of legend, where it's, it's it's a woman fucking animals on a farm. She gets fucked by a horse and stuff. Oh. Like, horrifying. Yeah, horrifying. And they found her!
1: They found no. her and interviewed her! No, they didn't. Yes. They interviewed her? Yeah. So wait, so it's like not like that up to conjecture whether or not that film exists. It does it exist. Ex- that exists. <laughs> like, whether no. or not there are snuff movies, no. so who knows? No, no one's really no. seen one. But yes. No.
2: <laughs> Lady banging a horse
1: no what is the
2: horse thinking this is a tiny horse (laughs) you haven't even you haven't thought it all the way through what when the horse ejaculates it's the most horrifying thing in the world
1: probably oh no that's a yes not the whole film but like you know you're you're a kid you're going on the internet i understand you're a living b-side you're gonna see some b-sides they found her and talked to her yeah what is she talking about? Does she live on a farm? Yeah. Yep. Maybe she doesn't.
2: No, yeah. I don't think she's alive anymore, but they found her. They they they, they had her whole story. But yeah, that was the same series as Maybe it was called The Dark Side of Porn. I think that was the name of the series. Oh, my you know? God. Like and then
1: porn. Snuff as well. See, what, every, time watched, them. every time I've watched this Snuff documentary, I've been like, no, it's obviously real. Because there's always like five guys. There must be. There's always – and in that documentary, I'll never forget them. I actually kind of wish I had – Snuff, for those of you who don't know, God bless your pure Oh, I know. Souls, Which I was our you. friend Katina. Which is like, our friend Katina. Like, what's a good Snuff movie? The re- she thought she... Snuff just meant adult. Right. She did, she did not, she did not grasp it. it. Snuff a, a snuff is, film is, is,
2: is, is a movie specifically made. It it's
1: it's a usually horrible f- dark. Financed by some movie. crazy. Yeah. Uh where they kill the person. Yeah, the person gets fucked and then usually yeah. killed during the It's day. usually really rough sex and then they kill them and uh and, the and, movie, and, and, 8 and for millimeter, profit. Right. Yeah, for profit. Yeah. But it's it's rumored that they've never existed. But in that documentary, the guy is like uh I yeah, saw one guy, he yeah. explains it, and I won't explain what happens. But oh. he goes, "If it was fake, it was some like Steven Spielberg yeah. shit. Like it was, and this was in like the mid seventies. He's like, those special effects didn't exist. It just, I, I'm feeling very sick just talking about it. This is so, no.
2: So see, sometimes. So I'm trying to explain that. Like yes. we we just wrapped Kid Farm. We did how many pages and like three days it's kind
1: of remarkable how it, I, I used it. to remember when I swore in front of the kids that's right <laughs> I went come on everybody I'm not fucking around that's right and I wasn't saying it in anger I'm just so used to swearing well remember when that little girl
2: stabbed me with um, oh that girl a uh, paper clip yeah she had straightened
1: it and she like stabbed me with it Poked me with Kids it. were insane, and here's the... see. Okay, so going to crazy. So we did a series. This is nice. This is a nice palate cleanser. We'll talk about shooting a comedy series with children. It's better than right. snuff. But <laughs> first, we we uh, I said I'm not fucking around, and then I felt really bad. I was in character, quote unquote, right. and then. I said to all the parents of all these kids, you know, there's like 10 kids on set. I was like, I'm so sorry, like, sincerely. And they were like, oh, we, it's so, it's okay. Like, everyone was fine with it. Like, oh, yeah. You just, and look, I wouldn't begrudge them. I'm not talking shit. There is no one more agreeable than a stage parent. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I could call one of their children, like, yeah. you are a piece of shit. Yeah. Cut. Loved it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And they were making, like, what, 50 bucks for both days? Maybe. And some lunch. It's a weird world. A friend of mine was like, I think our baby's really cute. We're going to get him in the movies. I wanted to be like, those are hormones being released in your brain to stop you from, like, abandoning it. Right. Uh, and also, don't be an idiot. I know. <laughs> I don't, don't know. Mean, well. But then also, I don't know. I don't know. Some yeah. of them love it. Let them choose it, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't want my kid to do it. No. It's hard.
2: Yet, I would have loved
1: to have done it. When I, when I was 12?
2: I mean, I've, I've, I've wanted to do it my entire life. Me too. Thank God. I was an adult and decided myself. Yes.
1: See, that's the thing is we were all, I'm assuming you were the same, I'm filming, I had a VHS camcorder and shot movies all the time, all day, every day. So I was doing it anyway. I still have mine. I I still have some of mine. We used to tape over a lot of them.
2: What were yours like? We did, it was usually a school assignment, you know.
1: Oh yeah, we did that too. Yeah, so I did like a- But you'd make it funny. Exactly. So we have like, we we did (laughs)
2: Beowulf. we made beowulf into a wow a, a short oh god it's terrible i want to see it i have it put it on youtube
1: people love that shit no cuz the other guys in it they don't need that they don't need that it kind of, no. they're they're all like senators and judges well one guys one guy's a teacher now at the school we went to really so who needs that nobody needs no. that we did a we stole i stole it from mad magazine they had a they had a couple things. I, I, this must have made a huge impact, because I've stolen from it on this show before. I've, I've always credited that it's from Mad Magazine.
2: Oh, it, just in general, how could that not be a huge influence? Of course. Yeah.
1: Of course. We could go buy one after the show. Sure. But they had all these fake movie posters. Remember one.
2: when we, we, were we were in it? We were in it. We were in it. We were in Mad Magazine. Did I ever tell you? My we, father yeah. wrote... This was one of the nicest, most thoughtful Christmas presents I've ever gotten. Yes. He wrote to Mad Magazine... And asked for. um you were a kid. No, 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 no. I'm saying after, like, you, me, and like, uh-huh. Patton and, and Kumel were in. In uh, Donald
1: Glover. Yeah. In. Um, who else was in it? Brent Sullivan. I remember on the cover is Obama. Obama smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes yeah. and looking really stressed. Right. Um, I still have it somewhere. After. Uh, yeah, I have a bunch. I couldn't believe that. I know. I couldn't believe it either. Uh,
2: my father wrote Mad Magazine and asked um, if he could get a copy of. The original uh drawing yeah and they put him in touch with the artist like lives in france or somewhere, somewhere no. yeah and he got in touch with him and he sent he had the original artwork framed with like a cutout from the magazine shut and up. i have that isn't that amazing that's incredible yeah
1: that's so nice i know that's your dad is like cool like that
2: yeah everybody in my family's cool involved like that. my dad my mom my yeah very uh rhode island Rhode island styling profiling mike and jetty yeah mike, mike and, and jetty yeah jessica my i guess her grandfather called her jetty jetty
1: yeah i never J-E-D-D-D-Y. i don't think i've met your parents
2: and at you haven't wedding. you
1: haven't met, you m- met him at oh my yeah that's right i met him yeah. at your wedding yeah, i met him at your wedding so what we were talking we were talking about kid farm we were also talking about mm-hmm. uh children stage parents yeah porn snuff films b-sides kachina What's a good snuff film? So she didn't know that snuff film meant you kill somebody and that they like, you can't go she buy could, one. She is, Katina is the genuine article. Yes. You know? Um, she's naive and I don't say that in a bad way. It's almost like an angel on earth that right. is like, what pistachio ice cream? You know what I mean? She's Just uh, like-
2: <laughs> I mean, she's a real person. She's not, yes. and, and in no way is she one dimensional because she's sweet. Right. But she's know? genuinely she sweet. She is genuine. Yeah, um, but I mean, she has such a biting wit, right? That it can startle people. Sometimes it's
1: also uh, it's interesting. I think I think comedy helps a lot of people, including myself, get in touch with emotions that they might not be comfortable Absolutely. showing yeah. otherwise. Right. I'm going to take this off, Katina. Although Katina's so sweet, and then her humor can be very dark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it can kind of skew towards like I'm going to die alone or something like that. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And then my comedy, I think you've noticed, and you and you knew me when I was just Sweet Pete. All I Mm -hmm. had was Sweet Pete. And you were the one... I I can't believe I'm... It's perfect that I'm remembering this now, and then I die. I uh, told you that I was going up at the the Boston or whatever, and I started getting more angry on stage. Not about my ex or anything specific. Right. And you said, Carlin's taken off the suit.
2: That's right. I remember said that to me. That's right. And
1: you were like, wouldn't it be interesting if you just became... A comedian that said everything and just, like, yeah. spoke your mind. And I was like, no, 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 no. That'll, 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 That's not for me. The people don't want that. Yeah, no, no. Like he, I, I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm like Carlin, but I am uncensored now Yeah, in the way that you kind of encouraged me to be. You Good. said, Carlin's taking off the suit. Yeah, I remember that. That's funny. Because George Carlin used to wear a suit, and then he got so, so much better when he was more honest, and he just wore those, I like, remember, Coca-Cola Was that t-shirts. the day
2: that – was it a new set, or were we watching an old tape? No, I think it was at Comics – where um, it was just a bad show, yeah, and you
1: were chewing on your tongue. Remember? Oh my God! Yeah, it's not a bad show. You're remembering something even more embarrassing. Is that that old video you? I met? had a video of me at oh. comics. And we were watching it we're at watching our place, it yeah, 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 Or I had to watch it to see if it was good to submit for something. That's right. Remember yes. when you when you are starting comedy, you are so desperate to get proof that you've done it. I know. I, I'm. That's one of my happiest things about being 10, ten, eleven, twelve. It years is a in. funny
2: thing because it's like, oh, I need to get on this show, but uh, yes. uh, you need a tape to get on the
1: show. It's like, but I don't have. I, I'm not. It's like that's what you, that's where Chris Thayer is. Every time Chris and I are doing a show, he's always filming it because he's trying. Like to me, I'm just like, you just try. It. That was great, but he needs proof because right. other people don't believe that it happened. So at Comics it was one of the clubs that had a camera built in. Right. And which is something by the way I think every room should do. I think Meltdown should do it. They would clean up. Oh my God. They do it at the comedy studio in Harvard Square. Yeah. They film the whole show. Comedy studio will do you one better. It's
2: strange. It really did used to be a standard thing. It's the best. Like you think of that the first thing that pops in my head is that Bill Hicks Routine, where he
1: loses it. Yes. You know? And Bill Hicks, before he loses it on stage, didn't say, hey, club, can you tape it? Because comedians hate the awareness that they're being taped. It makes you act differently. That's that's what makes specials a little bit difficult, is you have to, like, get past that. But if every show is taped, and in the back of your mind you have that magical show, and you go, can I get a copy of that? And they have it. And comics used to charge, like, 35 bucks or something. Yeah. They made a killing. And meltdown could—I I, got to talk to Emily about that. First of all, not even for their revenue, but just because every set I've had in this venue, I've wanted film of it because they're so nice. You riff so much. Yeah. So anyway, the, the end of that story is: I did comics and I destroyed for for me at the time. You know what I mean? Like it probably wasn't that <laughs> probably wasn't that great. But your your definition of destroyed changes yeah. over the years, and you noticed. You go, are you chewing gum? Right, and I'm like. Oh, my God. And I, the tape was that unusable to me because it was so embarrassing that I was killing so hard. That's my, what it was. My yeah. dick was swinging so low that I you was were peacocking. Mi- I was peacocking. Yeah. I was miming, chewing my gum, basically. Yes. I was chewing on my tongue because they were laughing for so long and I was just staring at them, like just complete right. ownership of them. See, I thought it was because you were so pissed with them. It I, was it, yeah that's that, that would make more sense. Yeah. This was more like I'm such a badass. Like I should have been chewing on a puff a, in your chest. A match. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like I should have been chewing a match and smoking like uh like dice, dice clay. Yeah, yeah because Just that exactly looking
2: toothpicks at the crowd.
1: Isn't that terrible?
2: Uh, do, do you remember Okay, the comedy I remember what I remember, you know. It's funny. E- people people tell me things all the time they're like, "Oh, you said that." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that's
1: Wow, that's really funny. I wish I remember saying that. Ah, I that's know. funny. You do. You do have a really good memory because uh, I do for certain things. Yeah,
2: certain things. Well, I'm I just like anybody. Well, I guess any other performer. I'm very sensitive. Yes. So, like things will stick with me. You. you know?
1: what, so you mean you remember insults and stuff, or you remember? Why does that help you remember? Probably every story. Is it because you're analyzing each moment?
2: No, it's because I'm. I'm I don't know if it's just I'm genuinely trying to remember to enjoy myself. Really? Yeah, I think I think a lot of that.
1: Are you, would you say you're trying to like be in the moment? You're like,
2: yeah. enjoy this right now. Yeah. Enjoy this right now. Well, because you can get wrapped up in so much unhappiness that I, I remember doing this in high school because, like, especially high school being such a strange transition. Um, just trying to remember times that I enjoyed. But particularly being down and like just feeling like bummed out. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I would be nostalgic, like, say, like I was like a junior or like I was in college, mm-hmm. right? And like looking back on high school and being able to be conscious of feeling nostalgic and like, oh, I wish I was back then and those were such simpler days. But then also still remembering I was miserable.
1: Right, you know, back then, exactly. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's, it's Those rose-colored glasses—you look at the past. Yeah. Like even now, when we're talking, and I'm reminiscing, of course, yeah. thinking about that first apartment. Um, yeah, kind of—I kind of wish we still lived there. There is. the yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Maddie. But, I, but at the same time, there's. It was not ideal. No. Uh, not we at all. lived in a loud. Yeah, it was a shithole. It
2: was a terrible building. It was a horrible... No, a literal shithole, because there would be feces in In the the yeah. from from, uh, Purple. (laughs) That's what they called him. Remember? I forgot about Purple! They called him Purple. Because there was this homeless guy whose sister lived in the building. Apparently, he used to live... Did he used to live in Baldo's place or next door to Baldo's place? He
1: lived a floor above Baldo, I think. No, it was on our floor. It because, was? Yes, because his sister I lived didn't know a, his sister lived. His sister lived across. That's who would buzz him in. I. Th- it's not that hard to get into that building. But, no. Yeah, but someone he knew
2: would, Purple. <laughs> that was her brother. And he used to come try to use her place. And when she wasn't home, because she was at work, he, yeah. he would just take a shit. In the hallway. In the stairway. I the remember hallway. that. But it was always on our floor because... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was where he liked
1: to go. Yep. It's his floor in the animal kingdom. <laughs> I guess it was Baldo, or I don't know, it was someone in the building said... New, was, and, that and called him Purple. He called him Purple because... because... he used to live yeah.
2: on our floor. <laughs> and then got, He used to live in her place. That's what it was. And then got uh, evicted. He had to call the owner of the building because it was like... They, and this is also before Hoarders is on TV.
1: Yes. But there was just shit and feces... Yeah. Shit and feces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, shit. I'm picturing like boxes of papers and feces. Exactly. I'm picturing shit. That's what I meant too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew you did. Um, but we called him purple because Baldo called him purple, and Baldo called him purple. He was purple because he was purple. He was. Purple. He was like he wasn't Native American, but he look he looked to be honest like a Yanomami Indian, like a, like yeah, a no, South American. See, I thought he was Indian person. Yeah. Which is a great, you know, if he was a time traveler or something, I wouldn't bat an eye. Just because, he, and, and right. unfortunately he was purple because he was outside so much and he was just not doing good. Well, he was also very fat and... Oh, I remember purple being pretty lean. Yeah. I don't remember him being super fat. Maybe
2: it's more that he was, he was wearing a lot of a lot layers. Of layers yeah. he,
1: w- he was like serious homeless. You know
2: what I mean? He was not. Oh, he had tremendous dependency issues.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was tremendously yeah. homeless. And also in that building, which you know what it is, is we're becoming old men, is what it is. And as our. Uh, I feel like I was born an old man. Me I've too. always been kind of crotchety. Oh, like, I love it about you. Yeah. I love that about you. You're right. But as we're actually becoming old men, you know, we're you know, just. Yeah. Looking back, especially in this field, in comedy, I take a lot of pride in the fact that we lived in a horrible apartment, because that's what paying dues looks like. Our apartment yeah. was shitty, and we used to go out and do comedy all the time. That's all mm-hmm. we were doing was stand-up. So, like, yeah. I would come home, and this is, this is the nostalgia I'm having – in this building, that more than two times I came home and the front door had been broken and there'd be blood on the ground. Oh, yeah. More sure. than twice. Yeah. I never saw it. In our neighborhood, also, there was a group of kids with baseball bats just jumping people. Yeah. Do you remember that well, one? Well,
2: there was that school across the street, too. Yes, yes, yes. That, yeah. That's not helping. No.
1: And then when Kumail and Emily moved in across the street, see, it was all fine... When it was just us. Yeah. But then when we all had, like, girlfriends and stuff, I didn't like when my girlfriend would come over. Oh, no. It was very – we were half a block to the train. The Montrose I L. would be
2: embarrassed bringing Glennus up those stairs. It was
1: hard to do. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because then uh, the girlfriend after the girlfriend that I was just referencing, two girlfriends saw that apartment. And yeah. she couldn't believe I lived there because she thought – that was after E-Trade and all that sort of stuff. She thought I was a big deal. And I was like, <laughs> come with me to right. see how not a big deal I am. My bedroom was the size of the bed. It was smaller. It's way it's smaller, smaller than, than this room. smaller than this room. It was it, half the size of this the room. The door would hit the bed. Yep. And I had a temper. Well, you had a gigantic bed. I did have a you're gigantic a, you're a bed. you a beast. Yeah, I am a goddamn beast. But what was... Oh, so this is the memory I have of a different time. Wait, three girlfriends saw that apartment. Uh, the, the first one, remember, that lived in Boston. Right. So she... Uh, oh, God. I am I bringing back some nostalgia? Yeah, because I remember we did that show...
2: Oh, the first, this is amazing. We got to get to this. Yeah. All right. What the end of that story. Yeah.
1: Then you're going to remember that Do you yeah. want to write down. Okay. No, I'll uh, because this is almost done. I just can't believe I'm such a talk about grumpy old person. I'm kind of grumpier now. I like things the way they are. Yeah. I want my I like coming home to my empty apartment. I want it to be really quiet. I want it to be quiet. I want to read. I want tea. I want scotch. And then I want bed, you know, like old man shit. And then there was a time... Do you that... wear slippers? No, I should get some, though. I would love some slippers. You probably would. Get some nice Uggs. I'd love some Ugg slippers and a robe. Ooh, gotta get a robe. Yeah. What am I doing? Fucking around? I gotta get a robe. Get a robe. Jeez, I do have a lot of sweatpants. Re- like, pr- premium sweatpants. <laughs> they're like... I mean, like... Really good sweatpants. There's different kinds of sweatpants. And these are... First of all, they fit real well. And they're, they're soft. It's like touching Jesus' beard. <laughs> Free podcast. I... Came, I, th- so this is a different time yeah. I didn't want that I couldn't be alone my fucking card photo girl had just left and yeah. taken off now I live in this apartment with you yep. so it was perfect you have this first of all you just have like a healing presence and You're can s- I
2: say I did have m- mixed feelings I didn't want to feel like I
1: was also leaving you oh when you left when yeah no it was okay I, well, that, I know. I always yeah. knew it would yeah, but yeah, yeah. At, at the time. That's interesting. Yeah. Because it was a vulnerable time. But it was. A, yeah. I can't believe when you said it was a year, Maddie. I would have believed that we lived together for three years. Like I would have believed I, that. I know. I know what you mean. It feels that way, yeah. in a yeah, good that's... way. Because we got into these routines anyway. We're all over the place. The end of this story is <laughs> I used to come home. There's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot. lot. There's, there's a lot, lot here. I would come home. It's like 1, 2 in the morning. I would open the door to that horrible – Remember the bathroom? The, the toilet paper was duct taped to the wall. My god, that's right. And yeah, I used the, to... the
2: the toilet paper thing didn't even no. work. That's right. And I
1: fixed the the shower curtain with uh, mighty putty which I saw on that's television. Right. So I was always like doing these little fix-it jobs but right. badly, very ugly. And there was no mirror. There was no mirror. We had <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There was no There was no mirror. Mirror. Are you listening? That's right. We used to get ready with no mirror. Then we eventually got a tiny one that would fog up. Right. It was tiny and it was on a suction cup that would often fall off. So, no wonder yeah. every girl I ever brought here was like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, yeah, The only nice terrible. thing we had was a TV. Mm-hmm. We had a decent TV and an Xbox. And this and that brings. Couch us- was nice. Couch was decent. Didn't uh, know whats his name spill milk on it? I have a bit about that. Yeah. About- that's, that's, how, that's how I know. Bill, about, Chris yeah. Burton's. I got to get Chris on it. We'll have the whole uh, apartment anthology. So, I come home and. The opposite of what I wanted now. Did
2: it's, I ever tell you I, w- I was, I was going to, I, I, for, for whatever reason, I couldn't get over there in time. But I had called David Angelo when I knew that they were moving out. I was going to get that giant penguin. That's so and funny. And I was going to send it to you. That's so funny. Yeah. That penguin. I know. We had a
1: huge stuffed penguin. Yeah. Which I bought just
2: for a routine that I did at a show at Rafifi once. And then, uh, yes. then it just sat there. And
1: then you used to, oh, we got to talk about how we met now serving blacks. Oh, yeah. we got to talk about that. I'll, that story will make sense in a minute. <laughs> I'll just write down friendly. I have that picture on my computer still. I, I love that picture. It's super funny. And, and that show was important. That was the first time you and I were in a car together, mm-hmm. and we like really hit it off. In fact, we should, we should start there. I think there.
2: that's the story I was thinking of, because we went to your parents' house. Yes. Oh, you was, did meet you, my parents, yeah. No, you, me, and your mother. Yeah. And then we sat there and talked about your divorce for about an hour and a half. Really? And then afterwards, yeah, just because it
1: had just happened.
2: It had just happened, and then afterwards, I was thinking to myself, "God, I, like Pete and his mother, they have such a great relationship, and they're so frank with each, frank yeah, with each yeah, other, yeah. and they just say what they're thinking." And then you said, um, "That's the best conversation we've ever had in our lives." And he's like, and, and you were like, it was because you were there because you had like the buffer. Ah. Uh, I was the marriage ref or whatever. Type that's of thing. great. And you were
1: like, that's the first time you and your mother ever talked about your divorce. You know what? It took us a long time because she sure. she didn't uh, until the divorce. She didn't see me as a man. Now we talk. That, oh, I know what you mean. We talk that yeah, way for i got that. Yeah. It, something has to happen. Because I'm you. the youngest and I'm also, and I'm like also n- yeah. nine
2: or ten years younger than my brother. and Oh, sister. God. Yeah. So, actually, when, when I gave my parents... I didn't even present it to them. When I, gave, I just left it for them, a copy of my CD.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My father listened to it alone. Hmm. And then um, he uh, called me on the phone and he's like, Well, listen to your comedy record. I don't know if your mother's uh, ready to hear this. I think she still thinks of you as her little boy. <laughs>
1: that is so funny. In yeah. fact, isn't comedy sometimes... It, it's driven by that becoming a man sort of thing. Who's, Absolutely. Someone was just referencing how that, that's a huge part of mythology is like becoming a man and how so much of stand-up is like, I'm not a man or I'm a man. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my comedy is like, mm-hmm. I'm a man now. I can do whatever I want. But a lot – and even more of it is I'm a child. Like, look, I, I eat pizza at 3 in the morning. I'm a baby. People are obsessed right. with that, that turning point when your mother will listen to your CD. You know what I mean? Like when they will see you as, as a grown person. Oh,
2: I'm 33 now, man.
1: Uh, that ain't happening. Well, let me tell you the end story, and then we'll tell the friendly story. Because I think if we go in order, it'll be pretty interesting. The story that's not in order, and the memory that All I was right. about to tell you, well, we'll do get Do we to want that. to go
2: to the beginning, when we met?
1: Well, we'll do that. This is the punchline to that story to- that I was about to tell Oh, okay. You. The Hit opposite it. of what I want now is what I wanted then was I would come home 2, two in the morning. Room is filled with weed smoke. Mm-hmm. Shitty, shitty apartment. We've and cigarette smoke, and you would be playing Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, probably with the with the headpiece. Oh on yeah, head. with the thing. And I would come home, and instead of like being like, "Oh my fucking roommate," I would come and join you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was this like, great. I don't have to go into the dark room with the demons. <laughs> like I can just sit on this couch. Get yep. second hand high or you got me high a couple times, and play the game with you a couple times you <laughs> get or and, and also gave me somebody to drink with. And by that, I mean a warm body next to me while I got lit.
2: As opposed to going to the office in of Chelsea.
1: Yeah, where I would drink alone. Yeah, of course. Across the street from a bar. I know, I know. I loved and it. And a comedy club. I loved uh, drinking in that office, though. So let's start uh, at the beginning.
2: I would smoke pot once in a while in that office.
1: Is that right? If, if it was definitely empty. You'd have to open the window. At, oh, for sure. sure. But we didn't even open the windows. In Once in a
2: while, I would smoke a cigarette. And then um, right before I left, somebody started hanging up. It's like the people upstairs. Because now it's a very... Have
1: it's like a legit building now.
2: There's like that end office. is like a little fashion thing. Yeah. mike um, uh Mike Lars
1: little... Nord. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, they're upstairs. Uh-huh. And I guess they complained. Well, they, put up, they just hung up signs. It said no smoking. Yeah. And it said like... We could smell cigarette smoke upstairs. So they hung them on our oh, floor. Oh, yeah,
1: Natty. For like the. Uh, you ever jade in the office? Probably. I did.
2: Probably. I can't think of.
1: I had sex in the office too. Yeah. We've covered. It. I can't believe. We, I can't believe. As I say that, I'm like, we've said that on the show before. Uh, you did. Yeah. You know, that's in the office was the last blowjob I got from the ex. Jesus, isn't that weird? Every, oh, that
2: was a while ago.
1: It was a long, all, long time ago.
2: That was before I was in the office.
1: Way before you were in the office. Yeah, yeah it's kind of gross. It's very gross to think about.
2: What is the chronology of everyone that was in that office?
1: Uh, it started with Mulaney, um, Brian something, uh, Pete and Brian. Not, I wasn't trying to think of Brian Saka. Brian Saka and Pete Karen were yeah. in later. I know Brian. And then there, But there was a Brian before him, I'm pretty sure. And they did a series called I Love the 30s, and they felt, they did it right. there.
2: And actually, I, th- I think the Master Tapes are still in that office. Yeah, I think they office. are.
1: I think they are. Along and with, awards that they've won. And a lot of my like original New Yorker cartoons, like the originals that mm-hmm. I like, sold to the magazine, are in that office, just sitting Your there. Your Fallon uh, cue cards. My story. Fallon cue cards. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, but that's not when we met. The, th- the thing is...
2: <laughs> but wait, who, else, who was in the office? Can we name everyone? Oh. Can you think of everyone
1: that was in it? Well, now it's Bobby Tisdale and Tom Chaloux, and then before—well, now it is, yeah. And it was you and Jeselnik was there for a short time. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, it was, it was
2: me, Bobby, and Tom, and then before that, it was—it's weird. We're going backwards. Then it was—it was me and Chaloux for a while. Yep. Then it was just me for a little bit. Yep. Um, for a little while, it was just me. I—it was just right. And for a little, and then it, then it was me and Jeselnik for a
1: while. Yep.
2: And Verbiglia and is next was,
1: door. We should point out. Right. Yeah. He's got two... He's got his oh, office... Oh, Mulaney's back there, I think. I think he took the small office. Did he really? Yeah, because I told him it was available when I was there. Oh, see, I thought Mike was using it to edit... No, I think Mike has two, but I think Mulaney might have one. I don't know.
2: I don't know. What's his name still there? The anthropology guy or whatever. I love that guy. Larry. Larry. Yeah. He Larry. was always so chill. He was... He, one, the only time I really talked to him, he was asking me... He was trying to find files on his computer. And he's like... He just... Do you know anything uh, about computers?
1: Uh, <laughs> an I used to like to think that he was like Indiana Jones. He seemed so dull. Yeah. But every time I saw him, yeah. he looked like he had the dust from a locomotive yeah. fight on his jeans. Well, then like, before, what have you been doing? So
2: then it was, um, it was you and me. Uh huh. And before that, it was you, Pete? me, and Baron. Oh, Baron. And then it was. Oh, no, no, no. Before that, it was you, me, and. Um, oh, you were there? That's uh, Oh, Jay Larson. Jay Larson? You,
1: me, Baron, and Jay Larson. Yep. Yeah baron was there very briefly baron was only there three months yeah i think i don't remember and then i had to boot him remember i remember that yeah that was hard
2: well it was just it was a hassle trying to get rent from him
1: yeah it was really but honestly that was just an excuse i couldn't stand being in the office with him he knows this now oh really oh i couldn't stand it guy i don't think i was ever in the office with him uh and i felt like i only was in the office with him those guys that are like looking for, like me, that are looking for a lot of time to kill. Like I had a good thing going. You were never there. Mulaney was never there. No one was ever there. So it was like my office. Yeah, anytime I went, it was quick. When Barron was there, Barron was there. <laughs> like you could put a GPS on Barron and it would just blink <laughs> on that office for 12 hours a day. He was there a lot. So that's not when we met though. This is, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, is serendipity no surprise? I love looking for coincidence, and and I, I attribute meaning. I'm one of those people. I'm John Locke and Lost. You know what I mean?
2: I think you're nuts if you don't. Hey,
1: thanks. I, no, I do. I, I I believe in that shit. I do too.
2: Things happen, and it's like, and it, it's funny. Usually, lately, what's been happening to me is I'll stress out about money. Yes, and then I'll go home, and there's a check in the mail, and, yeah. I, and I'll scr- I'm like, I get it, universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, isn't that weird? Well, the thing—the thing that's weird about us—but I think I think it is that sensitivity that I was talking about before. What do you mean? Of of like a kind of being artistic or a performer or just just an artist. Yes, you are sensitive mm-hmm. to the world around you and and the, the the world that's that we can't see that's around us. You yeah, know? I I think that's true. I believe that. I feel very spiritually I'm not, and sensitive, and I'm not, and I'm not yes, and I'm not you know embarrassed
1: to say that I believe that.
2: Yeah, because I'm sure a lot of people you know, they they kind of... They, yeah. they, they, they wince at that type of
1: shit. I spend a lot of time on the show celebrating my friends who don't have any of those beliefs, and and that's genuine. But right now, I'm in I'm in a very vulnerable place, so I am not fucking around, and I'm really calling on my spiritual reserves. I'm starving for that sort of stuff. I just had a, a fucking 20-minute conversation with Joe De Rosa about this psychic who uh, blew his Joe dick Rosa. off. I love Joe DeRosa, too. But let me bring it back to you, because I could tell you that story. I'd rather tell you this story. I... Meet you. And then we go and we do a college together. I hit it well, off. Well, I remember when we first met. You do?
2: Yeah. it was. At, well, I was at the Comedy Social. Wow, I remember that. At Sinson,
1: which isn't there anymore. That was what I used to call the Comedy Treehouse. It I was. was, like, it was. It, that's exactly what it but was. But there's still Comedy Treehouse. I don't know if this theory has come up on the show before. Across but it's the like... street from where cabinets. is. Yes. Now. There was... There's the... Alternative scene, and by alternative, I mean Mm -hmm. rooms as opposed to clubs. I don't mean the comedians who got – I mean it's a room. It's it's a place like this. It's a comic book store or a club. And then there's the club scene. And then, to me, uh, then there's like the improv scene. Well, then there's the improv And then there's the comedy treehouse scene, which is people who want to do stand-up kind of in an even safer environment, make it nice and uh, very, very, very supportive. I could see that. And kind of sweet. Because comedy social – Never seemed to be part of the alt scene to me. It was its own thing.
2: No, I mean, it's funny. I was doing stand up there for a while. Yeah. Before I even heard of Rafifi.
1: Yeah, like, weird. Not even like gone. Well, it actually you know? seemed like an island of forgotten toys, to be honest. And I remember being well, I concerned for you, being like, Maddie's going to have to leave oh, that yeah. comfort. It, because And thank God I did. And it, look, it was sweet. It would, yeah. i i, I the, but I, I
2: mean the majority of those people don't perform stand up anymore
1: that's exactly what i'm you know? saying and and you know what maybe that's okay i think that's probably okay for them sure but be careful if you're doing uh, a lot of well, aspiring people on the show be careful don't be too comfortable and don't exactly. just perform for each other exactly and don't just have a little room where like nothing bad ever happens cuz you got to get mm-hmm. your dick kicked in which
2: is i, I and I, you know obviously uh, uh, Good for them. I don't care. Anymore. Yeah, nobody cares. But, and but I think at, they're at happy. The, at the time when they were all kind of dropping off, I remember being so upset. Hmm. You know, because like these were like my friends. Yeah, these are not like, but they were my friends, and they were the best friends I had, <clears throat> not just in comedy, but at that time in my life. Right. And uh, I felt so betrayed hmm. that a lot of them didn't keep doing st- that. They didn't, you know, wanted to. Well, much this as speaks. This
1: mm-hmm. speaks to the phenomenon in standup. I was just thinking about it with the office and Mulaney mm. and you. Like unlike any well, other business. I'm, I
2: met you and Kumel there. Is that C- right? Kumel was in town. Ha. Yeah. Oh, I probably got him on that show. You brought him in and he did his bit about the
1: that's too many Kumels. Oh, five Kumels is five way too many Kumels. Kumails. Kumels <laughs> Most people can't handle one Kumel. Yeah. Uh I remember – there's a phenomenon in comedy more than any other career possibly. Maybe there may be doctors, I bet, are the same, lawyers, musicians. We need to hang out with people that are as uh, adamant about it as we are because yes. it hurts our feelings. Yes, Remember, I, we've always uh, – what's funny, the mafia thing hasn't come up. I call it going straight. It's a betrayal. If we're in the mob – and one of us goes straight, like in The Sopranos where a guy wins the lottery, so he doesn't want to keep doing, he doesn't want to keep breaking legs yeah. for Tony Soprano. It's like, no, you took an oath. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're sacrificing everything to gain so much more, in my opinion, eventually, hopefully. Yeah, and I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the life, the the, the fulfillment Uh, And when someone goes straight and leaves, it it can hurt your feelings. I think, again, going to the sensitivity, that's why we hang out with people that are as in nuts love with comedy as we are. Otherwise, if you quit comedy, I honestly just thinking about it right now. You would be offended. Like my heart just kind of went into my throat a little bit and it would have – oh, I would be furious with you. I would never say it to your face because I'm a coward but I would be like, fuck him. And then I would – just like someone getting cancer, I would try and explain why you quit. And this is what I would do. I would be like, this isn't true, by the way. I'd be like, it's his wife. Or I knew when he moved to the east side, I would make yeah. an excuse. I'd be like, he got that three-bedroom apartment. He never wants to leave or whatever. Or he stopped eating meat. Whatever it was, yeah. I would say that that's what it was because I'd be so afraid of it happening to me. Mm-hmm. Here's, the, here's the serendipity I want to put to you. Um, and it goes into our – we met at Simpson. Mm-hmm. When did the college come?
2: uh i was well you're skipping stuff oh, okay. there was um <clears throat> i forget what show it was at ucb um but i was standing over in the corner you know a little bullpen mm-hmm. and like tap 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 on my shoulder and i turn around and you go what are you doing tomorrow <laughs> do you remember this yeah i do and i go uh i, I don't know why wh- 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 what and you're like I know what you're doing. You're booking a commercial with me.
1: Oh my God. You remember? I do remember. Because we got
2: our call back together for that Die and Hard I... battery thing.
1: Wait, Die Hard happened before we opened? you opened for me at the college? Good Well, Monday. that was.
2: <clears throat>
1: that led to everything. Yeah, you're right. We booked that job, and well, here's was, the we deal. were
2: thrown into the, the
1: frying pan together. I'm still married. We're auditioning. Right. I'm still married. You're still married. That was the point. last W-2 I wrote married on. Yep. I, and I remember, because well, it, we talked about because this we, we, were on, we were on the rocks. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. We could repeat you a little the, bit. took the phone call. and I, I took the phone call mm. where she was clearly fucking the guy, Like, mm. and she told me later, she was like, sorry, for those of you that didn't hear the live show, I skip live episodes of podcasts I like, so it's okay to repeat this. I skip podcasts. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go in order. Well, There's no way I'll forget that, because that goes into the spiritual need I yep. had for you. I needed the B-side person. I needed the low-maintenance weed-smoking video game guy. It's strange. I actually... Fucking heal me. You're like a goddamn Afghan.
2: It's strange. Now that I think about it, I can actually remember some dates, too. Really? Because, um... (laughs) What are you doing tomorrow? This was in... Yeah. I'll tell you what you're doing tomorrow. Because then that was, um... End of April...
1: Beginning of May because we
2: because it was weeks and weeks and weeks of like another callback then another
1: callback yes this was for Sears Die Hard which by the way sometimes I hear is airing in the store they must have had a buyout because I don't get checks for that anymore no. yeah they had a buyout been. to air those in the store yeah. for eternity yeah which is going to suck we had an inc- th- for our first job that was an incredible job we booked. you tell this story because people listen to the show people have no idea how to get into so- this sort of stuff and i love your story because you had no agent i had no
2: agent baron vaughn baron because suggested they you. yeah because they were they wanted to see comedians that they didn't no. And then they were like, still, We want to see people without this reps. It still happens. And this is yeah. see,
1: Baron did something very so and by the way, I love Barron. I don't want to sh- share an I love office. Barron. I don't want to share an office with him, but I love the man. He did something that it's all of our responsibilities in the creative field to do, which is pay yes. it forward a little bit, right. pass it on. Go, you know who would be right for this? Every time I say no to something, a show or whatever, I like to throw them a couple names. You'd be shocked. They always <laughs> Such take a great it. guy, Pete. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. No, I know. I, know. I, I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, you're right. It. I love it. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good bullshit to call me on. But I actually wasn't getting the feeling I normally get when I serve myself. <laughs> like that nice, no, ooh, I'm good. Uh, but, like, you can't, you can't do a spot. You go, this guy's in town. He can do it. This is what we're right. all doing. Yes. It's not unique to me. The good guys of comedy are doing that. And the bad guys die off. So fuck them. Yeah. So Baron does you a good thing. You, Matt McCarthy, who goes on to an incredibly successful co- commercial acting career and Absolutely. then a, and then a straight... Act, or whatever you want to call it, non-commercial acting career started as a guy who had no agent, yep. no pro, no agent sniffing around. You didn't even nobody was hip pocketing you and sending no. you out, kind of like whatever. A guy, Baron, and I'd you.
2: never been on an audition. You had I'd, never. Auditioned. I'd been on maybe one yes. for something that now, in my looking back, in my experience, it really wasn't all that up and up. Anyway. And then
1: you became the guy who, including me, we all did impressions of you. Uh, in terms of your attitude towards commercial auditioning. Right. Because uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to So yeah. I tap you on the shoulder. And I, see, I wonder about that sweet Pete. And, and that. we weren't that close at that point. No, we weren't. We knew each other. I thought you were in the comedy treehouse. I thought I can't be friends with this I guy because he'll break my heart. The, as we just discussed. Oh, I get what you like mean. Like he'll, qu- he'll quit. He'll quit. I'm not going to leave the nest. He's yeah. He's not yeah. going to leave. He won't inspire me. In fact, he reflects my own weakness and my own fear. Not you, but just that idea. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I can't really be close friends with that. I got to be friends with the you know your well by that point, and yeah, cr- crows and all that stuff.
2: By that point, comedy social was long done, and I was doing. I think my new little treehouse was uh, the kissing booth, Brandon Sarah. Yeah, show. Yeah, uh huh. Um, but thank God that was at least monthly. Because mm-hmm. then you, you got to fill the rest of the Right, right, the month. You're right. That's, that's better. So it's like much more. And Mo Pickens was open at this point. So I think I was running yeah. a show. In, that gave a lot of us a home. Yeah. Uh, in Ochi's Lounge. And then, um, and then right when this was all happening, I had a month of just doing my own show at Rafifi mm-hmm. in the month of May. Because I remember, because then we left, and I wasn't able to prepare anything for, like, that show. And I spent most of the show just talking about what had happened. Mm-hmm. And it was also, there was kind of nobody at that show, too. Which it, but it was, it was good, like, to be able to tell that story. But it was just, like, about the, all the callbacks, and it was, yes. like, callback
1: after callback. Yes. Which is and, a hard thing. It's a hard th- It's a high-class yeah. problem. But when you're waiting to hear about something... yeah. And you have nothing. I, I, you know, I look back at that time. I think I had, I had two thousand dollars to my name. You know what I mean? Sure. Between me and my ex, right. you know what I mean? It was it was definite paycheck. And you're living in New York, so your rent is sixteen fifty. Yeah. So we didn't have any money. we were doing okay, but we didn't have any money. And now you're looking at this job, and you play that what if game. You're like, what? It
2: could be a billion dollars. And it was also I was working the crummy day job that I was uh, dying at to MTV. Quit. Yeah.
1: Yeah like but like a desk job. Yeah, like dad entry. People hear so. yeah, people here MTV. You weren't like interviewing. Sure. I mean even
2: yeah, even just, you know, being in the MTV building like right at 1515 Broadway, that was kind of cool. They were still doing TRL at the time. Yeah. So you could kind of run downstairs and see like Cameron Diaz walk through the lobby or oh, fine. I remember the cast of Dawson's Creek was there huh. the day of the final episode.
1: I don't
0: want to win. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Joey, I mean Joey, fucking uh, Katie Holmes, she was so tall. Really? She was so much taller than everybody else in the cast. Wow. So like round-shouldered and like slouchy like tall girls can do sometimes, you know? Uh,
1: I know, I wanted to grab her and be like, Joey, no! Yeah, yeah, be yourself. Do you, Joey. So, we were both going out for this commercial, but the only time you and I went in together, I think we only went in together, what? Was that callback. It was once. Yeah. And then I wonder how much of it was, you know, I don't think, I, I was going in with the attitude that we were going to book it. I was in like a pretty good zone. Absolutely. And I was like, we're going to get this. Yeah. And I knew we were going to get it. And then we, and then I, well, now, did you ever read with Eric, um,
2: I know who you mean, uh, Kirchenbaum, no, Kirchen, Kirchenberger, Kirchberger. Kirchberger. I, see, I always call him Kirch. Yeah. Eric Kirchberger. Eric Kirchberger. Thank you. Right. So I not I don't, I can't think of what, cause now I have a good friend named Kirchenbaum. And I'm getting it confused. I can and I it. also did improv with a girl I called Kirch, too. A lot of Kirch.
1: But Kirch. Eric Kirch. He, uh, he has a different story. Actually, Jess St. Clair, when she did this podcast, because <laughs> she, she was also... He has a
2: much different story. He has a
1: different... We'll tell it, actually. We... Uh, I, I had that lunch did with Jess St. Clair. No, never did. Okay. Um, God, I was so fucking hungry. You know how funny you are when you're hungry? Yeah. I, my brain was lit up like Christmas. I was firing. We I still think that the... Uh, outtakes, or there was a video we did um, where we're talking, and I'm like, hey, how many pontoons are on a pontoon boat? Ponto? Remember?
2: It was my job... Oh, when they had us in, like, the
1: director chair? Yeah. yeah. That's still, I still think that's funny. And it's completely improvised. Yeah. No, it's, that's the funniest shit we did. I, it was everything that was off-script that they let yep. us do. Because this is when we realized we were professionally booked together by that casting agency out of Chicago, and we figured out, me annoying you is funny <laughs> right? Yep, <laughs> and yep. came very, very naturally. Like I like yeah. being annoying and you're very good at being like you said, like an old man and be like, who is yeah. this fucking idiot? Well, it was easy. It was so easy. Right. And
2: it, it, anything that I've ever booked, it's because as soon I read it once and was like, Oh,
1: I get what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. And I got what they were trying to mm-hmm. do. And we got, we saw the angle. Look, they want you to get it. They want you to be the guy.
2: I forget who it was. If it, if it was Rebecca running the uh, camera when I first went in, but like the one note she gave. Oh, at me. house. Yeah, at house. Becky. Bex. Bex. Yes, she has pretty eyes. She does really pretty eyes. She still does. She yeah. has both of them still. I hope so. The um, the note she gave. She was like, "You're try it like this. You're an irritated older
1: brother." And I was like, Pfft, "Yeah, say no more." Yeah, got it. And don't call it like the Mac ads. So we booked that right. And then we went to LA and they couldn't find you. Well, yeah, you were already on an airplane. I had a go bag. I had a bag packed.
2: That's so funny.
1: And I was going to go home and I lived in upstate at the time and I was going to sure. get on the Metro-North, but instead I had a lunch with Jess Saint Clair where I started crying. <laughs> I told I that story this. on the Jess Saint Clair episode. Uh, I told her that my house smelled like bandages cuz everyone's dying. Inside of it, which was true. Like, everybody in my house was sick, (laughs) including me, because we shared it with this old woman upstairs.
2: I didn't know you shared it. Yeah. We had
1: one floor of this house, and downstairs was a blind woman with lupus. And look, I'm not making fun of blind people or lupus, but, like, I was terrified of her. I kept waiting for her to show up. I never saw her. It became kind of the stuff of legend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Never saw her. And then, um, anyway, so I said that, and I started to cry a little bit. And And then I got the call. Like that day, so I'm crying in because it diner. was like a
2: like a five thirty yeah. p.m.
1: six p.m. Yeah. type thing. And if I had not had that sad lunch with Jesse and Clair, I would have been on a train home, and I would have been fucked. They put us on a plane that night, and then put you on a plane, put me on a plane, and, and they looked for you. What happened there? I, 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 I remember. <clears throat>
2: it was a, um, it was a Friday, mm-hmm. and so I was going out after work with like MTV people. And I had a show that night. Um Nick Stevens had a show at uh at um Professor Tom's. Mm-hmm. And huh, maybe it was a Thursday night. I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember your phone was, was off. So my phone's my yeah, so my phone's dying. And I remember getting uh it must have been, like, a Friday, because, our, because we definitely, like, shot stuff on a Sunday, and we got, like, extra money for that. I remember hearing that, like, oh, we're going to get extra money. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I remember thinking, because it had been weeks of getting called back, and, and, and Neil from House being excellent to us. And also, Neil uh, is the reason I got uh, the agent I'm still with now. Mm-hmm. I remember it was at MTV, like, at my desk at work. Neil calls me, and he goes, you're probably going to book this, but they know that you don't have an agent. And he's like, I got the contract in front of me. They're really going to lowball you. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget these words. He goes, do you think you can get an agent today? Who said that to you? Neil. The agent? No, Neil
1: from House Casting. Oh, I remember Neil. Yeah. He's so rock and roll. He's
2: so rock. Every time I would go there, he would have a different look. Yeah. And, and he had the... always throw me off. In his Ophira office... does that to me. Every time I see Ophira, I never yeah, recognize her. Yeah, yeah.
1: Kara uh, from Generate is the same way. Kara Welker. I'm never always,
2: every her. time I see Ophira, it's funny. And I say this to Every time I see Ophira, I think in my head, why is this pretty
1: girl staring at me? Yeah. That's so funny. And then I'm like, oh, it's Ophira. You dickhead i know you he also has and that, i always said i was like you did it to me again ah uh, you you eisenberg to me i uh, neil also the casting agent mm-hmm. had uh, a topless picture of kate moss or something some in supermodel office? in his office and i was always I like that. who is this machismo swinging dick i she love is. it
2: so he says that to me and i was like uh, can you get an agent today and i said probably not i'm like i don't even know i don't even know what you're talking about yeah you, know? you could have called me I could have, but he goes. All right, let me make a phone call, and he called uh, Mora Maloney at uh, CSD. So he
1: just gave her this incredibly lucrative right.
2: client, <laughs> right? And, and and which is the funniest part of the story because like then I go and meet with them, mm-hmm. and they're you know then like a couple of days go by and they call me and they're like, look, we haven't heard about this job yet, but we really like you and we want we want to sign you anyway, regardless. Mm-hmm. And I was like great but then I'm thinking you know it's pretty funny you know when I would get asked for advice especially like booking a lot of commercials people would be like well how do you get an agent and I'm like well I'm, I'm a bad person to ask yeah. because I booked a job as are every comedian and then got an agent but
1: I'm, I'm, I'm the same way they're like how do you get an agent and you're like I don't know do really good stand up and have them see you by chance one Thursday
2: yeah, yeah. that's what happened that's it's it's, a, it's yeah. and it's
1: a cliched story and it was because they were true, worked yeah. with TJ and they were coming to see TJ and I open for TJ. That's all. That's, that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and shoot yourself in the dick if all you have is an acting reel. I don't know what to do. I've said this many times on the podcast. Yeah, I go to my agent's You need agent's something office. for them to
2: come. That, that I always, that's why I always kind of like my heart breaks a little bit if somebody's just an yeah, actor. I know. It's hard. It's like, what do you... I don't
1: know. What, do they, they have like play showcases or something? I don't know. You can't get on stage and just act. I know. Uh, I used to open my agent's mail it's kind of like a thing, and I just hold up the headshots. Oh, the
2: unsolicited headshots and yeah. shit. Yeah.
1: Because I, I, I you know, I, you know what? We, we pick all the ones that are like old people or like weird looking heavy people mm-hmm. because like you need those. But all the like clean Crest Brigade sort of people, it's just the like a dozen. put it in the garbage. Yeah. Another good looking dude. Garbage. Yeah. Here's a girl with a lazy eye. Keep. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. It's very... I'm not making fun of it. I don't know why I'm so sensitive today. Uh, so anyway, you didn't have an agent, and your phone was dead. So I turned it off. Mm-hmm. I turned my phone... To save phone battery.
2: To save battery, because I, I remember being outside the bar before I was going to go in and hang out with MTV people, thinking, everyone I know is here. No one's going to call me. It's 5.30, it's, it, it, which is amazing. It was like 6 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, if they were going to call me about that commercial... They would have done it by now,
1: which means it's nine. No, it's earlier in LA. It's earlier in LA. Uh-huh.
2: But they were in Chicago. It's two hours earlier. Whatever it was, apparently. But like, it, it was there was one person, mm-hmm. one person on the creative team that, and the way I heard it was, or maybe it's just the way I remember it, is that they didn't like me. Hmm. Like, not necessarily you or you and I together. They were like, they said, I don't understand why you think he's funny. Hmm. Everybody, everybody else was on board, mm-hmm. so that's why I kept getting drunk. It got dragged
1: out for weeks and weeks and to weeks to see another side of you. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, screw it."
2: So I turned off my phone and, and went and you know had a few drinks, and then I went to Professor Tom's to yeah. Nick Stevens' yeah. show, and I walk up the stairs, and the first person I see is More Maloney sitting at the bar, mm-hmm. and my new agent. Oh, this is so cool! And I go up to her, and I was like. That's so awesome that you came to my show. Oh, that's great. She goes, Where have you been? Uh. I'm like, What? What? She's like, what? Where's your phone? I was like, Oh, I turn it off. I turn on my phone and she's like, They're trying to get a hold of you. They sent Eric Kirchberger to LA with Pete. Poor guy. Because he's like the second choice. Yeah. So he's going to, because it was down to me and him, I guess. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I turn on my phone and then it just blows up. Yeah. Because it's because like Maura knows that I'm on Nick's show so she shows up and then she tells Nick and then then the phone calls start yes and then I've got like 50 text messages and and you know a, yeah a couple dozen a lot voicemails of yeah. yes yes <laughs> I wish I had kept them all too because it's all it's Maddie like, they're flying us business yeah. class <laughs> It's like, it's like Sean Crespo on the phone being like, Matt, there's a car, I guess, yeah, in front yeah, of your house yeah, waiting to take yeah, you to the airport. Yeah. There's a car sitting yeah. in front of my house, yeah. idling, waiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then um, Moore gets in touch with them, and I'm around, and I'm available. What's the next flight? Well, the next one's and there's no red eye, so it's going to be the ne-
1: first one in the morning. Oh, I remember. And you got off the plane and had to come to set. I went straight to the set. And then they sent Eric Home. Home. I talked to him about it. How cold is that? I know. Listen up, show business people, uh, hopefuls. Someone was told that they booked it, and yep. they flew out. Yep. That's a six-hour flight. Uh, land, get to the hotel. You get a call. You're going home tomorrow because yep. the first choice is available. I'd like to think that they told him it was a maybe, and hopefully they did. he told know, he had a we, really We've g- talked to him about it. Oh, I've, I've certainly talked to him because
2: I'm, I'm friends with him. He has a very good he's attitude a, about he's it. He's a great guy. He
1: got... A uh, free trip to L.A., got to see some friends, and he got paid for the day. Right. He got paid he got a, he a, got a day, day rate right. and a free flight. And honestly,
2: a free business flight? Because he actually he needed to go to L.A. anyway for some other reason. Yeah, what a sweetheart. And so it actually worked out great for Eric him. Eric Herchberger other was... Other than
1: you know, getting the job. When I first got to New York, the first yeah. comedy show I went to, he was hosting. And really? He, and he did crowd work to me. And he asked me oh, what I did. So and I said I'm unemployed because I didn't want to say I'm a comedian. Right. I go unemployed, and he goes setting the bar pretty low, Pete. <laughs> and, it, and it got it got a really good laugh. And I was like, I, I was mortified uh, to be chosen as the. So I know the feeling of being chosen for crowd work. That's great.
2: You know what's funny is I've actually worked with him a couple times. Like we both did. Um, I forget what the voiceover was for, some radio spot. But then we were in a Verizon. Like oh, he works a lot. He oh yeah, yeah, he books like crazy. He'll be fine.
1: <laughs> don't worry, don't cry for Hershberger. But he's got that laugh.
2: <laughs> and it's real <laughs> and it's absolutely real Yes And I remember when we were Whatever shoot we were on The director made some joke And Kirch goes <laughs> And the director turns to me and he's like, "Is this guy telling me to go fuck myself?" Yeah. And I'm like, no, "No, no, no. That's that's how he really laughs."
1: Oh my god, it's great. It,
2: it I it makes me so happy hearing him laugh. It's making me. It's making me. <laughs> that's what it is.
1: It's like tickling Grover.
0: <laughs>
2: it sounds so phony and sarcastic. But it couldn't be more genuine and just oh. Oh.
1: setting the bar pretty low, Pete.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so we get off the I get off the plane and I see you. And and yeah. we're in, you're in a room with the Silas and they are spray painting. I couldn't believe how much it was.
1: They were spray painting shit. And then they gave us these buckets to wear on our head. Yep. And I was like, I have to wear a bucket. Like I remember my vanity was a little bit like you know, it was buried deep down at that point. But I was like, I have to wear this bucket. Okay.
2: Well, sure. Well, I mean it's it's a strange thing being a stand up comedian and then booking a commercial job, particularly your first one, and it this job was it was supposed to be a campaign and yeah. it was like we were shooting uh all day Friday, all day Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was we we're gonna do uh, a ton how many thirty second commercial spots do we do? How many? Know. Like 7, eight,
1: nine, ten. Who knows? Then we did a bunch of radio spots. Then we did a oh, bunch Oh, but we of... sounded too similar. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I wonder if anyone's noticed that on this podcast, that we sound too similar. Oh, I
2: don't know. Oh, that's so funny.
1: That's right. They oh, said that. Oh, I don't that. know. They said that. I'm trying to do you. you. Katie? No, I'm not trying... I'm not hurt that you don't like my impression, but we sound different. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Um. Ha! <laughs> Your fake one made a real one come out. Um, We did a lot of things. Uh, Photos. Remember we took that Internet spots. You know when I think of you is there's a stretch of uh, Sunset Boulevard where we went on a walk because we were staying at the W. Mm -hmm. And we went on a walk. And we both lived in New York. We Mm -hmm. don't know what to do in L.A. We went on a five-minute walk and the sun was so hot. And I was like, fuck this. And you were like, yep. And we turned around. We walked down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah and we were like what do people do here
2: that's right we were at that uh, the the hollywood highland thing remember
1: we went to that meal and the waitress you thought she was up for it oh yeah she did this weird thing where she, she our waitress was very cute and peppy and oh yeah she I, did yeah she, i don't she, remember that she touched that at her all. nipples she, i don't remember that at the table something that i've always found very sexy is when girls in clothes reference their nipples. I don't know why. They go like, touch your nipple, and they touch where their nipples are. I'm always like, oh, they're right there. And she did that. And then I, and I was, was she married. She did that? She did that. And then I was married at the time, and yeah. you were like, I definitely think this girl is, is up into you. And then we were talking about, like, how would that even go? And you were like, you did, not that I was going to do it. No. But she was like, you'd have to be like, when do you get off? Isn't that what, what people say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you were, yeah, like, yeah. telling me what I would do, and I was like, I'm...
2: That that old bullshit. Like when, what time do you get off?
1: Yeah, You want to get off with me? Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So this this goes to the. So well, this, I, we, we also know. had a
2: um, the driver who took us from the studio back to the hotel. Yeah. Do you Remember the
1: story he told us? I I will <laughs> never, Matty, <Maddie>, ever, <laughs> ever forget the story. Have he you told, told them? Him no, told please. Oh, this is great. The floor is yours.
2: Old black guy. I
1: I can't yeah. stress enough just how different a place L <laughs> A LA was to me at that time. It felt so weird. It's the first time I'd ever been there. Uh,
2: yeah, me that's too. The other thing. First time for yep. me too.
1: Uprooted in this weird hotel, doing this weird commercial with you. You were the only. Well, that's why we became such fast friends. It was like going to war together. Yes. We and were in the foxhole of of showbiz. But biz. then
2: in the in the course of shooting, we
1: realized oh, we work really well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, This this is... And there was so much downtime. That's where we were like, what if I was a doctor? What if I... Mm -hmm. And we came up with... And a lot of them we haven't shot yet. That's how many we came up with.
2: This one's a duck.
1: One of the ducks is real. One of the ducks is real. We had Scarface in a bathtub filled with rubber ducks. (laughs) And he's like, hey, one of the ducks was real.
2: (laughs) One of the ducks is real. I want
1: you to figure out
2: which duck is real. It's so... there's a dead goose. There's there's a dead goose. He's floating. That's one. It was that the whole time. That's why I didn't make noise.
1: <laughs> what a noise. Also, well played, you fuck. That's right. Well played, you fuck was I would come home to my apartment and I would see like an obvious booby obvious trap, booby like trap. a grenade ta- taped to the milk. And I would <laughs> take it off and I'd throw it out the window. And then out of nowhere, you'd just turn around in a chair and go,
2: well played, you fuck. <laughs> Like pressing fingertips
1: together. Yes, like just an evil nemesis.
2: Well played, you fuck.
1: <laughs> well played, you fuck! We'll do it at yes, some point. Of course we will. At some point. Of course we will. Um, so tell the story. We're in this weird car. It's this old, uh,
2: he's probably in the 70s. Yes. Maybe, maybe right at 70, you yes. know? Uh, Old black guy. He's just driving us. He he just drives a town car, and he's telling us about, uh, yeah, I drove Mel Gibson the other day, uh, driving Tom Hanks, driving... And then we're like, oh, you know, it's interesting. We're looking out the window, like, trying to be like, oh, where are we in L.A.? This is, you know, all all brand new. Even just having a driver was bizarre. And I felt, you know, it's just like the Catholic guilt. I remember that. I felt so uncomfortable.
1: Also, it's so funny because I I have acclimated a little bit, but I used to have huge guilt about getting in a car, especially with an older person driving Mm -hmm. me. And it always was. Mm -hmm. And you know he's an actor. Go on. So then he says, uh, "Yeah, I was driving a
2: once I was driving a bus one time and fourteen people died." Yeah, a greyhound. And we go, o- 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 "Yeah, what? What?" We both stopped looking at the window. What and that? I remember saying, "Are you saying you were driving a bus and fourteen people got killed?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah," and we're like, "What? What did you crash the bus?" He goes, "No, I realized a guy." Uh, You're not supposed to have alcohol on the bus. This guy must have snuck a bottle on. He got
1: drunk. Then he smashed the bottle, and he's just walking up the aisle, stabbing people with the bottle. (laughs) I remember the gesture he made. Yep. And you're told it exactly how he told it. He broke the bottle, walked up the aisle stabbing people yes
2: and and, and as, as he was and then he noticed this in like that big mirror the bus yeah, drivers you're gonna have. see it
1: in that big mirror
2: sees yeah, yeah if there's a drunk guy stabbing you people think with you'd a... see
1: the first stab and no. maybe stop the well car. i'm sure he heard the commotion he's like oh these people yeah yeah, yeah. nobody hates humanity more than a greyhound bus driver because
2: it was like the atlantic city run or something yeah because it was something about like the guy had lost all his money yeah so he was pissed and he was just slowly walking up Presumably to stab the bus driver, and it was when he was finally getting up close to him, he pulled the bus over and got out of the bus. Is that true? I don't
1: remember that. But I don't remember, I don't remember a lot that. Of that.
2: See, now I feel like I'm confusing it with. Uh, there's some story
1: about a guy who's like eating people on a bus, and <laughs> they like locked him in, and he's like still eating the. Pe- I don't know. Oh my god! I remember. And then, but yeah, he was. He. We pushed him for details, and the, yes. they called the cops, and the cops came, and and like. F- he yeah. killed 14 he people. He killed,
2: yeah, 14 people. I wonder
1: if box. it's true. It just sounds fake. Did you see Capturing the Freedmans? I did. You know the story, it's the story where this guy allegedly raped all these kids right. in his Old computer cable. Leapfrog. Oh, yeah, well, a lot the, of Leapfrog. That's, that's my favorite guy. That's the guy that I'm thinking yeah. about. It's he, he, those people that tell a story of something so severe, yeah. like children being raped, and he tells it in a way that, like a guy walking up an aisle stabbing people, you're like, well, you stab one person, that's a big deal. And a lot of people are gonna stand up and try and stop the guy with the bottle. He's not gonna get fourteen people. And also you he, the story in capturing the Freedmen, he's like, Oh yeah, he used to line us up and it'd say we'd play Leapfrog. Yeah. But it would be doing it naked, and he'd come and he'd just put his penis in one kid, then put it in the other kid. And I'm like, Look, I'm not trying to be funny right now. Which goes But it takes yeah. some working to get your dick in a butt. Exactly. I'm not trying to be funny it's just true and you know so it just didn't add up you can't just slide it in to f- a class full of kids
2: and a sp- and, and y-
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is a way to be funny about this but it's too dark no it's way too dark
2: <laughs> but i mean it's like it's so funny to rationalize it too because you're like look
1: look it's it's really difficult to get a penis into an adult sized butthole. I, I, that's the point that I that's was. That's the point. Fly, around, and I didn't want to say. Look, I'll say everything it. on a kid is smaller, they have much smaller buttholes. Including the butthole.
2: Speci- I'll have say, you seen especially
1: a- the butthole. <laughs> have you seen a kid shit? It looks like a rabbit turd. <laughs> little buttholes making little poops. And you're telling me this guy's throwing a. Never mind. Now we're getting too dark but that's that's he tells that story and i'm like that sounds like bullshit i also have a friend that was like i was in the world trade tower the morning of 9 11 and i'm like you ever just someone says something to you and you're like would you like to go back and say that like someone who was in the trade tower the morning of 9 you know what i mean i was in the trade tower the morning of 9 11 what's that how about making me believe you with your words You know what's so weird? And I didn't believe him. I still don't believe him.
2: We were in, uh, Glennis and I did, uh, we got new headshots this weekend. The fires were just too intense. The fires were just too intense. (laughs) (laughs) And the the photography, like we're talking about New York and stuff and how long we live there and uh, how different it is. Because in New York, like I just had a headshot. Yeah. And I was fine. Like here, they're a little more like, well, could you do this look? Could you do this look? This look? And Hmm. you feel so cheesy and stupid doing it. Yeah. But uh, so we're just talking about New York, and he's like, uh, like, yeah, we, we, we actually we moved the day after Sandy. And his response was, "Were you there for 9 11?" Oh my God. <laughs> just collecting
1: tragedies. Right. He said, a chipper. Cool. Hey." And I was like, hey, yeah." I remember that yep. was that was the first sign of healing was when we like real healing like callous healing was now you can just ask people where they were on 911. Oh yeah. And, and for the first couple of years after that it was just so much more sensitive of course. Well, I used to have a joke
2: about how I love people who would use 911 as a benchmark in their own lives. They're like, "Well, yeah. oh, let's see. I was I was working at Deutsch on 911 so that barbecue uh, place is on 72nd Street." Yeah, ah
1: that people is- would do- Money. It's true. I do that. I go I was in Chicago for 911 and I moved so that was 2001 and I moved to New York in 2004. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was it was it was a commencement.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 Well, I it's it's a little unnatural. I don't feel like we'll forget the point of the story. We did bond a lot over 911 conspiracy. Well,
2: at that restaurant, we you were you were the first person that brought it up and made me feel I brought it up to you? Yeah. You didn't know about it? I knew about it, but hadn't really gone into it because... As deeply as I had. Right. Because I was like, I felt... Because nothing about that day ever made sense to me. Yep. Particularly when uh, Building 7 fell. I remember even that
1: day. I remember that day. That and Flight 77 crashing into... People go, uh, another building fell. And I, and I just remember... You were I'm, just in such shock that you're like, what? And then you yeah, just moved Yeah, because I on. remember being like, w- what? Why would that... It's yeah, and then, and then we made the decision to pull. We know everything about nine. I it's know. Crazy. I'd like. I'd like to be careful here because I don't want to lose people, and we're not going to Alex Jones. Sure. And discuss it. at All late. I'm
2: saying is, is I still don't
1: understand what happened. I think it's weird that we both. There was a time because that's where I am now. You're right. Now I don't like getting into it. I don't. Uh, it, it's too sensitive. People oh get no! All I don't like worked up, it. and I, and I get it. Yeah, and I get it. uh. It feels like a religion to me almost. If you want to believe the official story, people want to have faith that that is what happened. Right. And then it also feels like another religion to believe that none of that happened.
2: Do you want to hear my Alex Jones, actually, since he's popular? Sure. You saw the Pierce Morgan interview, right? I saw part of it. Yeah. Oh, you got to watch the whole thing. Really? He's like, You're a red coat! Oh, it's amazing. Really? But that the the Alex Jones. We used to
1: listen to Alex Jones. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh God, what a riot! And now he's you know.
1: People say I was I was next to Duncan Trussell at Tiger Lily the other day, and uh, he was like, "I met Alex Jones. He's not like that. It's a character."
2: That's what he said. Interesting. Well, anyway, well, this is. You think a bunch of people in a cave. You think a bunch of people in a cave did this?
1: He said that to Pierce about Morgan. Nine, no, no, that's oh.
2: that's his nine
1: eleven thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, no, it appears Morgan.
2: He's like talking about. I mean, he just. God, you think we go off on tangents?
1: Yeah. It's not a uh, coincidence that I was in the darkest place of my life, mm-hmm. feeling completely out of control. Uh, you know, and then I—that's when I started getting into nine eleven conspiracies. Well,
2: yeah, because this was mid oh seven, so it was really.
1: It was it was becoming Especially a, a YouTube little bit okay was a lot better than it had YouTube been. was getting better and yeah. now you could watch a video about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh but and I remember we would get into that stuff and and uh it was very comforting. It was very it's a very comforting idea to me as crazy I mean, as it, it is. I mean that's what
2: it was is because you didn't make me feel like an asshole uh uh-huh. for being curious. Yes. about what the conspiracy theories were
1: i'd like i'd like to remain that person and at least, like we say on the show just give some green lights even if it is an uncomfortable or weird topic and be like okay right then that is our favorite conspiracy video we have a lot of favorites no yeah. plane yeah the no plane stuff no plane was when i really started to question my one of my favorite. but here's here is the <laughs> brilliance of conspiracy theories right there's all these valid points. Yeah. The core of the of the World Trade Center's not being not falling at a different rate than the rest of the building being one of my favorites. Right. Yeah, if, if the truth is that the the floors were pancaking on each other, then the core should still be there. Then the core should still be. I, there.
2: You said that at at dinner, actually.
1: You were what like, dinner? "What about the core? I used to get into the core because the yeah. core would be melting at a completely different rate, but it was just eviscerated. It just exploded. Right, and that was it's just the, pulverized. That was the it was turned into dust. Yeah, that was the main argument for there being explosives in the building. Right, uh, thermite. <laughs> right. What was yes. your nine eleven joke? You go the Freedom oh, uh, Towers. Oh, uh, <laughs> got some good news, guys.
2: God, there's balls doing these jokes and you shit. You do
0: these jokes.
2: I um, uh, got some good news, guys. I uh, heard the, the Freedom Tower is going to be finished by 2013. Yeah, and it's going to be uh, lined with dynamite by 2014. You said thermite. But no, yeah. but that's what I used to do. I would oh. go, what's funnier, dynamite or thermite? Uh, dynamite, thermite? And, and Anybody in the crowd would be like, thermite. I was like, well, if you think thermite, then you don't think this is a joke.
1: Ah, <laughs> very funny. Was it. Here's what I was going to tell you. hmm was that um, my favorite conspiracy of all conspiracies, No Plane, it's not No Plane. No Plane is the idea that a projection of a plane was was shown in the sky. That is,
2: like, just has to be... Disinformation,
1: But that's my favorite thing, is right. that there are these legitimate conspiracies. Exactly. And then they make disinforma- disinformative mm-hmm. conspiracies. So when someone goes, I heard it was an unmanned plane or something else. And I don't mean any disrespect right. to people that lost people on 9-11 in the planes, whatever. I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean it to be this way. I know this is a sensitive thing. But some people will be like, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a military plane. Let's start with that. Right. And then someone goes, well, have you heard the no plane theory that it's a hologram? and it was a missile and then you're like fuck now it's like it's like vegetarianism honestly you go like we shouldn't which has been coming up on the show a lot lately Mm -hmm. you shouldn't eat uh, pigs because they have the intelligence of three year old children okay but then you go like but then what then you'll, you'll get this guy and I eat pig by the way because uh, I'm an asshole. You eat like a pig. Uh, what the nail. But then you get the people going like, okay, so you eat vegetables. Well, who's to say vegetables don't have a consciousness? And right. you know, They have a nervous system. And they have a nervous system. They respond to classical music. You're being an asshole to that kale. And then you go, okay, I'll be a fruitarian and I'll only eat fruit that falls off a tree. That's no plane. When you go, what are you going to do? Be a fruitarian and only eat the fruit that falls from a tree? But really we should just – maybe we should just start with not eating pork – Because pigs are so intelligent and lovable and have emotional intelligence. But then you stop by going, what, are you only going to eat apples that fall off a tree? And then when I say, isn't it weird that the guy who owned the World Trade Center said they demolished it? That they lined it with explosives and demolished it? We
2: made that decision to pull. To pull it. Right.
1: Famously that he said on camera that the FDNY lined it, whose job is not to line a building with explosives. I think think that
2: was the line that got – I remember Martin Sheen saying that that was what got him into it. Is that right? Yeah. Because, well, of course, Charlie was showing him stuff.
1: Of course he was. And then, and then one of my favorite conspiracies is that Charlie Sheen, who is the biggest... Uh, oh, the Jesuit assassin? Oh, I don't know that. What's that? Oh, well, because... Uh, Mar- I just thought they made him go crazy, or they encouraged, oh, they encouraged him to they go crazy. Have.
2: Well, that's one of the things he refers to himself as when he's talking about the tiger blood and Adonis DNA. He's like, oh, I'm the Jesuit assassin. Don't you know who I am? Because he's being sarcastic. Because then there's conspiracies that Martin Sheen because his name is Martin Estevez, Uh changed his name to Sheen because, and this is true, he he chose the name Sheen because of Bishop Sheen, Mm -hmm. and then somehow there in lies, I I read it so long ago and dismissed it, It, like that they, because there's a conspiracy that the Jesuit order of priests are, because they're the only order of priests that perform exorcisms. Mm-hmm. So that I don't know if that's true, but that on. is true. Okay, that is true. Because well, I went to Fordham, so that's how I know that. All right. Um, that yep. the Jesuits are actually papal assassins, Vatican assassins. Oh, it's like
1: Assassin's Creed, right? Killing the Templars,
2: right? And it's just it's just like the building in uh, Ghostbusters, like the, like they put that it, it, like Assassin's Creed. That's what I'm saying. Like they they plant these things into pop culture. Yes, and then it becomes oh well you don't like. Well, that's my other favorite The Washington thing. Monument isn't an ob- obelisk trying to channel energy. You right. got that from Ghostbusters. Right. You know, that type
1: of shit. Right, right, right. It's, it's all disinformation. Well, it's the hidden in plain sight thing. Exactly. Because if there's anything that's true about every conspiracy... Well, because
2: remember the, uh, the X-Files spinoff, the, uh, the Lone
1: Gunman... Where The, where the they, pilot episode where was, fly a, was plane. a plane flies into the World Trade Center. And yet on 9-11 we all said that we never saw – we never would have hypothesized that in right. a billion years. When we have photographs of them with a, the Pentagon with the plane, that famous photograph pre-9-11 where they were, where they were hypothesizing people crashing planes into the Pentagon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. I And here's the one thing I know that is true about conspiracies. Every single conspiracy, mm-hmm. every single one of them, and, and just life in general, is that the human population. Here's what, if there is a powers that be, if there is an Illuminati, if there is like 12 angry white men running the world, yeah. here's what they know. It doesn't matter what you believe or what you don't believe. If you keep the flow of food, sex, and entertainment mm-hmm. going... You can have people like you and I, Maddie, that think something sketchy happened, and we don't care.
2: Well, I don't – yeah.
1: That's what they figured out. Give, well, give us enough pizza, pornography, blowjobs, Temperpedic beds. Well, that's what Carlin is talking about, the illusion of freedom. We're just pacified. Right. And you know why? Because at the end of the day – and I'm not proud of this – at the end of the day, you go – why don't I like bringing up 9-11 conspiracies? Because it ruffles people's feathers. They oh, get yeah. mad, and then I'm, I'm having to well, defend. Even as I talk about it, I'm like, oh, I hope I don't, people don't get mad that we're talking about it on the show, and I'm trying to be respectful and all this sort of stuff. And then I also want to protect myself and be like, look, I don't believe these conspiracies necessarily. Yeah. I don't believe anything, to be honest. I don't believe anything. Right.
2: I'm I'm confident. That's that's the thing. Is it, That's what pisses me off about people who dismiss conspiracy theories, all of them. general They're like, oh, oh, what do you wear? Tinfoil hat. We didn't land right. on the moon. That type of shit. Well, then now we're vegetarians that only eat fruit. Exactly. Because yeah. it's it's just this sweeping, broad generalization that, that completely discounts everything. And it's like, it's so obnoxious that you're doing the same
1: thing. Like, you're assuming you know everything. Right. Like, I'm not assuming well, I that, know everything. That was my favorite thing about 9-11 was you go... When Bill Maher... So they're like, all right, so who did it? Exactly. Then who did it? Why aren't we allowed to say... Yeah. Isn't this weird? Isn't it weird that exactly. a pilot who had never flown a plane before did like a, a 180 somersault in the air and crashed into like a 40-story building <laughs> without touching the grass once, and then there was no, no no debris? And and then now
2: there's just no footage of it. And
1: there's no footage right. of it. and then And then if you say that it's weird that the plane burned up, which is the official story of the Pentagon. Why was there no debris? Because it burned up. The plane burned up completely. And And if you say that's weird, then you get... Then yeah. where are those people? Look, man, I don't like, fucking like, know. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, why I. Why can't I point out one thing and that's just, why can't we just be un- uncomfortable in, the, in that's that? That's
2: what it is ultimately. I do not claim to know
1: anything. I just, but I'm it, comfortable enough to say I don't know. And I think that's a good place to be. Right. And, and honestly, uh-huh. I believe religion is, is a type of conspiracy theory that we can believe in, you sure. know what I mean? People choose to place their belief in different things. And then what was offensive, it's almost like when you when you become a Republican, mm-hmm. okay, you're uh, pro-gun, pro-small government, uh, lower taxes, all that sort of stuff. But then you're also like, I'm also pro-tobacco because it's an American crop, but it kills people. But I'm a Republican and that's what we right, do. Right, and you're stuck in that paradigm. And then you go, I also believe what's now known as the official story of 9-11, and then you go, well, well, what about this? Well, it's like, no, no, I believe that what they said has happened. We're both being assholes. I'm not here to say that it was the Illuminati and it was some secret thing. And I'm also not going to say that what Bush told us was true. That's what was so frustrating about Bill Maher was this guy who, look, I understand and I sympathize. I don't want people protesting at my shows and telling me what I should and shouldn't talk about. But it's the only time in the man's career that he was like... Back off. The president is right. What? Why are you towing the line on the one thing you think this like Cheney, these like evil yeah. people that you're talking about, How what fucking douchebags they are? And they're like, in this case, they're telling the truth. The thing that launched all these wars and all this control and all this, the, the fear that we still live in. Fucking Zero Dark right. Thirty basically being... in my opinion just propaganda to help us relive the fear of every terrorist attack of the past decade and then to let Mm -hmm. us know how good torture and murder is that's what everyone
2: because and i have no interest in seeing that movie it's not good (laughs)
1: it's not good you can everyone's like the fat the last 45 minutes are amazing i'm like have you ever played call of duty it's much better because you get to be one of the guys (laughs) you're just watching someone else play the kill the old man game and don't get me wrong boom Laden's an asshole but I don't like violence.
2: Uh, it's just, I, I, I don't have the audacity to presume that I know what's going on. Right. And that's, that's the difference.
1: And that's, you got your loose change guys, they got their head up their ass. Sure. And you got the official story guys, and they got their head up their ass. Right. But Maddie, you and I have always been in the middle, just going like, what if we just green light everything and take what we can? What sounds true? What sounds right? And then what also sounds like we don't have any fucking idea, and we never fucking will? Right.
2: Well, it's, like, I was just watching, because like, I never got into the UFO thing.
1: Fires are just um, too intense. Dan the fires are A- Dan just too Ackroyd, intense. Dan Aykroyd, though. You told, me. you told me to watch that Dan Aykroyd Oh, Ackroyd yeah. How, how great is that? Watch the Dan Aykroyd on the UFOs. The Dan Aykroyd videos. UFO thing great. But I just watched
2: one. I don't know. what. Oh, Phoenix Lights. Because there were all these lights over Phoenix in... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the red lights. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. That's and, not even the best one. No, it's not even the best one.
1: But, but my point is... Please, I'm sorry. I, didn't the,
2: mean to the ma- I think he was at the mayor of Phoenix or the governor of Arizona. Yeah. It was so, it, some civic leader. Uh, let's say it's the mayor of Phoenix because it happened in Phoenix. Calls a press conference and people are saying, well, what are these lights? What were they? What mm-hmm. was it? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're, we're going to start an investigation. We'll find it out. And then the next day he has a press conference. And he's like, all right, we figured out who it was. And then his chief of staff comes out in an alien, an alien costume. Yeah.
1: And then that was the end of it. Did you know... You got to watch this thing. I think it was on the History Channel. I watched it with Kumail and Emily. Yeah. They talked about that. That guy who came out dressed as an alien yeah. says it's the biggest regret of his life, ah. and, and now he ah, ah, firmly ah. believes that it was extraterrestrials, and that he he like he was told that, that's just my he was point. told to make a joke of it. That's yeah. what I'm saying is the conspiracy. They, they turn, that, that's the give real us, conspiracy. Give us a tip to suck on, and we will nap. Right. Just
2: taking, that's the truth. Making the word conspiracy itself dirty, yes. meaning implausible. Like that's not what it means. It means. Like, uh, you and me Conspire. whisper about Katie, and then all of a sudden we do something to Katie. That's a conspiracy. Who
1: had that point?
2: I, somebody on the... Like, was but it now you? It, but now it means, you know, uh, the improbable. Yeah. The, oh, the another cuckoo, conspiracy the theorist. The yeah.
1: jerk-off conspiracy. Exactly. Every Yeah, okay. You know the, the best one you should watch? It's like it's like something like the top ten UFO, confirmed UFO sightings, meaning... Oh, the more best than evidence. one. Best evidence. There's some list. Something like that. One of them? I believe it was in Montana. I don't know. Uh-huh. Someone will comment on it. Uh, s- the whole city saw a UFO yeah. the size of a football field right. roll over the sky uh, at about two miles an hour. Right. Like went real yeah. slow, filled up most of the sky. Yeah, like the,
2: yeah, like the w- women are saying we held up a newspaper yeah. and yeah. you could still see it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then uh, that happened. I, as I'm saying this, I'm like, why isn't there more video footage of it? Uh, again, maybe this is a lie. It, I mean like it sounds like it should be a lie. But that was that was one the the show was only having episodes where, where more than like ten people saw it sort mm-hmm. of thing. Well yeah, remember our comedian friends saw the UFO. Absolutely. Weren't you there? No. Oh you I, weren't I'm there. Very absurd, I don't want to say I? who it was because one of them is very sensitive about it, doesn't want to talk about it. But they were smoking really? cigarettes. Oh I don't know. Yeah. Jay something. Here's an What's impression mean? of him. It's weird. Do you know who I mean?
2: No, i not from that. I have an idea of who you might mean, but um I'll write it here. No, I figure I know who you mean. Well then there you go. Yeah, there it is. That's uh, how I figured you meant. Yeah.
1: Well but they they saw three, they saw three, three lights, lights that changed around They and flew then, up to them. And then well it didn't fly up to them, but
2: like oh. changed around in the sky and then <laughs> Like it
1: went zigzag, zoom. Yeah, yeah, and zipped away. And you could say that's the Air Force or whatever. But that's another... You want But to it's t-
2: still... Like, it, th- that's the thing. Is UFO doesn't even mean
1: aliens and space it people. It just means, it just means you don't know what it is. Right. So it was a confirmed So UFO. it was a confirmed But I, I would submit that, uh, as we were saying... By Acting s- as though a commercial aircraft would not act. Exactly. You know? It wasn't Delta. Right. Because if it was Delta, that shit would have been That delayed. was not
2: an American Airlines... That was not an American Airlines. That's another. You remember
1: that woman? Yeah, of course. And uh, and our favorite guy. We didn't even say our, it, favorite our favorite favorite nine eleven guy. 9/11 guy. Was they go like even on the streets of of New York, the day of the attacks, the official story was beginning to spread right, and then it cuts to the guy. it is very suspicious it is just so suspicious I, I would love to, I, I don't i wouldn 't love anything, but it's interesting to me to consider that the government who planned this or whoever planned it right. put Whatever. rubes on the street <laughs> to start spreading it, and the guy this woman just goes sir how what what's happening? did you witness what happened? did you witness what happened, and this is what the man says saying goes. Well, I saw one
2: one plane uh, flew into the building and another plane flew into the building and the explosion was huge and then uh, both buildings collapsed one right after the other because the fires were just too intense.
1: He just offered his little editorializing. Like, just the way that he shakes his head. He's like, yeah. I mean, just the fires were just too intense. I mean, he, I, everybody knows that. It was so... We, and that since then, we've done. said the fires were just too intense to each right. other many, many times. That just That's what I'm saying. I
2: don't know if that man was right or wrong. But yeah. the, the smugness and yeah. the certainty that he had. Yeah. like, I would never stand here and say, you know, yada, yada, yada was behind 9-11 because I don't know. Right, right, right. Sure. I, Actually, and I'm comfortable with that. I think this but, goes back. Well, go ahead. Well, some people that marginalizes you and that makes you oh, one of
1: those. Of one course, of, these. of yeah, course. So it's like of All course. Right, well, fuck you. I just I just like to live in the weird middle and just be like oh let's let's take what we
2: can. Well, I mean, I think being a a, a, a comedian, especially particularly, you should question your environment. Right. Question
1: the.
2: I don't. Why would you become a stand-up comedian if you agree with the consensus of how the world is? Right. You know?
1: That's interesting. That's what pisses me One off. Of my when uh, comedians aren't into conspiracy theories. I'm like, why, why do you trust the world? I was like, I could because see a them. joke is, in a way, a cons- it's just another angle. Yeah. You know, like, what, I can't think of a good example, but, like, when you're, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, like, uh, Jerry Seinfeld says a date is like a, a, a job interview, but there's a chance you might end up naked at the end of mm-hmm. it. It's just like another perspective of looking at something. Some people see a date and he's like, no, it's like a job interview, but there's nudity. And, and that's a weird thing to say that that's – it's just a different way of thinking, a different way of looking at things. Yeah. That's why it will always light up my brain. You want to tell me that reptile overlords run the world? I'm in. I love it. I'm in. And yeah. if you're not – if you're too sensitive to go like, that's ridiculous or it's too slippery of a slope to go down – Fuck it, man. We don't have to be only fruitarians that he grew. We can dabble. Yeah. We can dabble and then still be comfortable. But uh, it's actually my manager. He won't mind me saying. Dave Rath used to love conspiracies. Doesn't anymore. And then he was just like, one day I was just like, nope, I believe what they say happened happened with JFK with, the, with uh, 9-11. Yeah. He's like, I, but it's it just it speaks to the nature of choice and belief. Well that's choosing what well, to that's believe. what
2: we're saying is it's it's either one extreme or the other. And why can not it be Yeah, why a messy why can't middle? there be gray area? Yeah. I, I mean that's I think that's been my problem with the world
1: all along about everything. Yeah. It's either black or white. Yeah. Well that's the tobacco republican thing, which yeah. is a real thing in my life. I was interested in the, my first republican and then he was like, I love tobacco. It's a good American product. But yeah. I was like, kills Well that's blah, what blah 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 people.
2: That you know, you just reminded me that cuz what we were talking about before, that's what something that Bill Hicks said that really resonated with me and just kind of one of those moments where like kind of your eyes cross but they go the other way yeah like you look yeah, out yeah, yeah. um he goes uh, your beliefs are just that it's just what you believe yeah you know it doesn't make it true right and i was like oh that's that's what a it, like it yeah. finally made sense to me what a belief was right you know yeah because especially be a religious background, you think of the word belief. It's almost oh well, you can't fuck with somebody's beliefs, right? You know,
1: but they're just beliefs. But that's, it's just what you believe, right? Like
2: a, a, the little kid believes there's a
1: monster under the bed, right, mean, right? Right? There's nothing. It doesn't mean it's true, right? That 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 was an epiphany I had on marijuana, which was, uh, and I've I've said this on the show before because it spoke to the nature of truth to me, which was like. I was afraid everyone was looking at me. Mm-hmm. This was when I went with uh, Kim to the premiere of the Sex in the City. Kim, Kim Shaw is a mm-hmm. friend of mine. She was in Sex in the City, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went and saw it together, and then we smoked pot, and then we walked around New York. And I was very worried that everyone was looking at us. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, no. Cause I had only smoked pot maybe five times in my life. And I was like, oh, no, pot makes you paranoid. But then I was like, no, but I think these people really are looking at me. And then I was like, of course that's my belief. I'm being made paranoid by the drug. People who are paranoid, even mm-hmm. if they tell themselves I'm just being paranoid, still believe that they're right. Yeah. These people are staring at me. They are laughing because that's the brain you're stuck in. And that's the nature of reality. <laughs>
2: you know, it's funny that you said that because it's um, when the Verizon commercial I was in was running like crazy. Yes. I would feel paranoid on the subway. That everybody was looking at me, but then there would be times when they really were. They really were. Yes, that's the scariest thing. Well, not,
1: it,
2: it, been, <laughs> I've been in taxi cabs where I've been more scared. But, sure, but I'm just saying, like, having paranoia
1: confirmed. Yeah. Well, that, that's my that's my therapist. Uh, one of my one of Dr. Gary Penn, whose book's available now. How did my life come to this? On Amazon. <laughs> uh, I think it's funny to plug my therapist. He. Um, he he points out that you can't really reason with a paranoid person because they are right. Mm-hmm. If you say I could have an aneurysm at any moment and you can't convince me that I can't, I could. I could have bacterial meningitis kick in right now. It's extremely rare. But I would go into seizures right. and you'd have to take me to the hospital. Uh, you can't convince me that that's not true. You can't convince me that there won't be an earthquake any second or that my heart will explode. But, like, you can't come back at that with, like, logic. You have to just be like, look, that's true, but you're being paranoid and you need to move past it. That's another belief choice. That's another elective, deliberate way of being like, no, the reality I'm going to frame for myself is... Hijacker 9-11, let's just say that's one of my choices. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm not going to have an aneurysm right now, probably. I'm going I'm to lean into that because I don't want to live the life of secret Illuminati reptile. That sounds like bullshit to me. Right. Uh, it, it's like memento, man. at the end of the movie, he decides to keep looking for a John G, even though he knows he's already killed him. Mm-hmm. We, we're manufacturing a reality constantly. We're lying to ourselves constantly. Sure. To make things easy. Uh, th- there's no other choice, I don't think. No. As, or I can't see one. So like that thing about like, okay, let's say a huge – Because I
2: forget who it was. I remember you telling me you were, you were talking to somebody once about the nine eleven stuff and they were like, look, let me just stop you right there. It's not that I don't believe you. It's that I don't want – I don't need I don't, it. I don't need, yeah, I don't need it. I don't need my day ruined.
1: It's also like why don't you read um, – uh, what is the big atheist book? Uh, it's by the guy who wrote God is not great, but mm-hmm. it's the first one. Mm-hmm. The God illusion, I think. I don't know. God illusion. It's like why not read God illusion? And I remember a good friend of mine was just like, I because I don't want to lose my faith in God, I'd rather have it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like That's That's what is becoming disturbing. That's what faith is. I didn't know that an element of faith, one of the faiths that yeah. exists yeah. is I know that this isn't true. I'm talking, let's go with Christianity. Uh-huh. When I run it, like I heard, like, th- I had a fake conversation with Jimmy Kimmel earlier today because I found out that he's uh, still Catholic, I believe. Still pretty Catholic. And I was like, I want to ask him, virgin birth, sinless life, physical death and resurrection mm-hmm. of Christ, uh, forgiveness of sins, redemption, uh, fulfillment of the prophecy. Yeah. That's all true? hmm And I, I, in my hallucination, this isn't true. He was like, I'm choosing to say yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I want Jesus of Nazareth was real. When he was 33, he did start his ministry. And I know there's parallels to every other story. But in me, that key fits that hole. And now we're talking about the spiritual, the unspeakable. You're telling me facts and figures. Was there a man, flesh and bone, Jesus? Did that happen? Physical death? And I'm saying, this is fake Kimmel talking, I'm saying I don't care. I'm saying my spiritual identity right now fits in that space. And that's where I'm going to keep it because you're a nihilist and you're trying to turn my world upside down. So you're combating the rigor and the, and the harshness of cold facts that really are cold with bullshit saying the way to a deeper truth is actually in a car made of bullshit. I'm going to take this bullshit and I'm going to some, I'm going to put it between these two pieces of bread And when I bite into it, it's going to taste like a tuna melt, because that's how it works. Right. I don't know.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, I I had an epiphany
1: in college one night. That's what fake Kimmel said. (laughs) That's what he said? (laughs) Fake Kimmel said all of that. We were in his office. It was very tasteful. In his fake, tasteful office. (laughs) Uh, He was in a suit. He looked great. Was the truth fairy there in the corner? Ah, that's funny. It would have been good. Truth fairy. Go on. What, What was your epiphany?
2: Um... There's, it really boils down to two things. You either believe that there's a God and there's a reason for everything, which is great, and then you don't have to worry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I got this from an episode of Doogie Hauser, actually.
1: A lot of things came from Duke.
2: Yeah. You know what? He was talking to his poster of Albert Einstein, and <laughs> Albert Einstein said something along this Basically, it was like, you know, I it, forgot that he did that. Like there, I talked to Kimmel. Yeah. Like, yeah. So fake Albert Einstein <laughs> is talking to uh, to Dug, and he's like, um, either there is an afterlife, which means, all right, fine, whatever. Or there's not. So who cares? That's what he says.
1: I'm very much paraphrasing. Oh, no, I understand. And that's a good epiphany.
2: But it, that, that is, it kind of like it. I guess it took a few years for it to sink in. Yes, and then it dawned on me. It was like, well, you can be happy no matter what's going on because it's like you're either well, that's what either either there's a reason that you're here, you know, and everything's going to be go to a plan, or there's no reason and you're just you lucked out, right? And you just get to be here for no reason, yeah. Free parking, yeah.
1: Ah, what a great way to put no god, free Free parking. Parking, it is just a game.
2: It's either go directly to jail or free parking.
1: Well, you know who, who would agree with this, yeah. whether or not he was a real person, was is Buddha. When, when people came yeah. to Buddha and were like, what happens when I die? He would be like, why are you asking? That has nothing to do with us here and now. I'm right. trying to put the needle on the record. I want you to be right here. Yeah. And I'd like to end suffering, human suffering. And your question is really about suffering because you're worried about what will happen when you die and that's causing you suffering i'd like to find i'd like to give you peace here and now and when we die we all find out when you talk about god being a comfort and be like god and now i don't have to worry here's where i come into the mix there's a god and you should worry that's what i was raised with this god will dump you into the fire yeah if you don't stop saying Jesus fucking Christ every time you stub your toe. No,
2: it wasn't Catholic you were brought up in. No, it sounds like
1: Catholic the way I just described it. But well, I, it what's the difference it was, between any of them? Well, there, um, I, I would say there's a big difference. But were you Catholic? Yeah. Okay. The original. Yeah, Roman Catholic, baby. And so you you had that fear? Yeah. What are you, nuts? <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought I was going to go to hell. I yeah. thought, I. you know, it's, it's uh, you know... It, it, it was especially being a young kid. It was either I'm going to go to hell, or uh, Santa Claus saw this and now he's not going to bring me, you know, mm-hmm. an elf doll type of shit. Willie, hey Willie! <laughs> ah, I remember. I remember specifically thinking that you know, because it's, it's also well, I had the benefit of nuns, mm. which I don't, it doesn't sound like you had nuns. I think it's only Catholics have nuns, right?
1: You guys are nuns. Yeah.
2: So it's just I mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing a little at the joke a little that Katie's laughing I'm also laughing at the idea of coming up to a group of nuns acting a fool and me like you guys are nuns you guys are nuns <laughs> You guys are straight up nuns Keep going
2: well, I, I just... I don't remember what my point was,
1: but the, it, it was like, You had nuns, and that Well, it's like my,
2: like my parents' generation had corporal discipline. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they called it? Nuns smacking Spank you around. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit just you casually the, told. Just a ruler across the knuckles. Yeah, nuns um,
1: stabbed me with a butterfly knife, because
2: I like said... Like, when I, where I went Christ. to high school, there were brothers who aren't... They're not priests. Yes. They're uh, Christian brothers. They used to... Um, Black guys? Uh... <laughs> Uh, they would box the kids. What does that mean? I mean instead of detention after school you would lace up gloves and box against Brother James Donahue and he would punch you in the face and <laughs> that was your penance. That was you learning a lesson. <laughs> At
1: least you got to fight back. Right. But you, most most of it was brother <clears throat> hitting you in the face. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Brother
2: James had a superior reach yeah. to a, post- a, boy. a a little boy to a, to a boy in puberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. But so I feel like I was in kind of in the generation. We still had nuns, and the, but they they had participated in that, and now couldn't anymore. So it was verbal. Mm-hmm. They would just make you feel like the biggest asshole they could. And I'm talking about being in first fucking grade mm. and feeling like a, an asshole because Sister Francelle didn't like you know my answer for the math problem, mm-hmm. you know. And it, and it all ties in. Like, you're going to go to fucking hell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's, it's like, it's not enough that I'm going to fail math. Mm-hmm. It's not enough that I'm six and I'm like now being like ripped away from like my. like. It, it, I hated school. I hated from, from nursery school to my last day of Fordham University. I was fucking miserable. I couldn't wait to get out. <laughs> Just done with it. Over <laughs> it. You know? <laughs> and, I went, and it was a Catholic goddamn, maybe not nursery school. But it might as well have been because my nursery school teacher was actually the daughter of my kindergarten teacher, mm-hmm. Mrs. Cunha, who it's just it's amazing that these people go into public education, well, not public education, parochial education, whatever. You, you just, if you don't like kids, yeah, don't become a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These people had no tolerance. And it's not to say I didn't have teachers that I didn't like. You know, I loved Mr. Procopio. He was the great music teacher. He was all that shit. But uh, I don't know the teachers here. But I, I remember that. I remember the teachers. I remember Sister Mary Higgins being the principal and being a monster and and being nice and smiling when my parents were around mm. and then being intimidating and scary when the parents weren't around. Mm-hmm. And like having like a six, seven-year-old brain noticing this and thinking, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But then getting even more upset when you get older and you realize, well, your parents knew it as well. But they're
1: like, well, you went to Catholic school. We went to Catholic school, so you have to. Weird. Kind of thing. Just another thing that we just agreed. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. And it's better than boxing.
2: I guess. But I mean, it's just...
1: So you thought you were going to go to hell. Yeah. When that go away. (sighs) Uh, Shit.
2: I mean, I'm talking... Like, well, the biggest thing would have been um, masturbating. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> because then, then you, that is you're just you're in a room alone and you're sinning. Yeah, you know, and you're you like God's watching. My grandma can see. Yeah, uh, it's I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm disgusting. I'm a pervert. Yes, I'm the only person on the planet doing this, and I'm just should be so disgusted with myself and I'm talking about like a, a 12 year old boy yeah then not masturbating because like now I've made like a deal with God in my head where if I alright if I, if I never do it again you know I'll, I'll graduate you know grade school and then get into a good high school and go to a good college and I won't go to hell mm.
1: and then like it's, I mean I can't believe how much we have in common in this regard Oh, absolutely. That's the one sin that a kid has the most control over.
2: I think it was probably once I came to terms with that, once I realized it was a biological function, Yep. Uh, it kind of became it, – it, it was that – well, it's interesting because it, it, it makes sense that it was also around that time I was probably about <sighs> 12 or um, – maybe approaching 13 that I first discovered Bill Hicks hmm. and then that really um, and then he died when I was probably because then it was just you know when Comedy Central just showed clips you know it would be like you know Wally Collins or Mark Marin hosting you know stand up stand up or short, short attention span theater and it would just be clips of stand up and that was really my only exposure of Bill Hicks I remember him, him being a guest on Paul Provenza's show and plugging Dangerous his first record and being like, I have to find this record. I have to find this record. And then he died when mm. I was probably about 13, maybe 14. And um, and then, like, really no internet. So it's like I found out he died by... Um, they just had that documentary, It's Just a Ride On. So I found out Wait, long there's after... There's another
1: documentary about him? There's... Other than American?
2: Yes. This one was, like, kind of a posthumous, this guy died and we're going to pay tribute to him. It's called It's Just a Ride. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, like, the real, like, delving into it and just... But, but I mean, I remember, like, going on trips with my parents to, like, New York City and, like, going into Atara Records and, like, scouring for, like, Bill Hicks stuff. And then I finally found it at... Um, not even found it. I went to Tom's Tracks on Thayer Street in Rhode Island. And uh, they looked in their big order catalog and they're like, which one do you want? And I was... All I knew is that there was Dangerous. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's only one. And they're like, well, I there's four here and i go i want all four hmm. and then like a month or two or whatever went by and then i went and got them
1: but it, it was hmm. remember those days i know i used to order seinfeld dvds mm-hmm. or vhs right? off of ebay and the day it came i was like
2: stand up confidential With jerry seinfeld like a huge fucking day God. it would take like
1: four weeks i know this instant <laughs> gratification we have now it's i know it's so since you mentioned it i'm downloading that documentary on my phone Currently, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But like, I could probably probably could. It's probably
2: on YouTube. There's definitely. I have a DVD of it. There's definitely some whatever. But the the point was, is he was the first person I ever heard talk about like God is infinite love, but if you disobey him, he'll make you suffer forever. I think George Carlin was much more eloquent with his routine. But he loves you. But he loves you. But uh, Uh like Bill Hicks
1: was the first one I heard do it. Yeah. Or it's well, Bill Hicks gets into some real yeah we are god
2: yes and thank god and i was like thank god i heard it when i did thank us
1: really thank you pete (laughs) so
2: i mean but that was that was the beginning of well i mean i always wanted to be a stand-up comedian even when i was little like little Mm -hmm. you know because you would watch the cosby show and there was a record of you know himself and listen to that and uh then when the comedy channel started. And then it was, for a little while, it was CTV. And then I think they combined with Ha And then it just became Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. But then, that's all I watched. And especially in the days of the Comedy Channel, when there was no programming on. There was like Higgins, Boys, and Gruber. Maybe Kids in the Hall reruns. Mm-hmm. Onion World with Rich Hall. <laughs> uh, Alan Havy had a late night show. I forgot what it was called. It was, it was Up Later, whatever it was. But I mean, that's all I watched. Yeah, And then... The Bill Hicks stuff, it was it was interesting because was, I was much more in a mindset of I'm trying to become comfortable with who I am. I still am. We all are, you know? Mm-hmm. Just trying to be happy that I'm
1: Matt McCarthy. Whichever Matt McCarthy you are in that moment.
2: Exactly. Because, like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know? Fuck. Um, but then it was like getting into high school and it's like, oh, you got to go to college, you got to get a major, you got to get an internship, you got to get a resume. And dating... An awful, horrible person in high school uh, who made me feel really stupid mm. uh, for wanting to be a stand up comedian. I'll never forget it. I was on the phone with her once and I was uh, like, we're just talking about the future. Like, wh- what are you going to do in college? What do you want to major in? What do you want to do after college? And I go, God, you know what I always wanted to do? She goes, Ugh, don't say stand up comedy. Wow. Yeah.
1: She knew you were going to say that?
2: And I was like, you know, in that petrified 17 year old oh. oh no 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 i don't want no
1: that's that's dumb that's oh, it takes so long to become a grown-up yeah. to be like why would you say that <laughs> like, well, like just like stand up for yourself and be like i know right yeah that i just shared my You're uh, like yeah passion that, with you. that is my dream
2: that's what i've wanted to do since i was a child thank What's you for your dream, shitting on deborah it. yeah bitch I don't know what she's doing. She's up in Vermont. I'll tell you what she's fucking doing. Vermont. She's being a bitch. <laughs> you know what? She's probably up in Vermont only eating fruit that falls down because she was such a fucking
1: bitch and so... Do uh, you want to talk about a know-it-all? Ugh. God, I think that's my least favorite thing. Can't we be know-it-nothings? I know. I know. I'm a know-it-nothing. <sighs> God. Yeah. I'm so... I re- now, everything that I used to be
2: anxious about... Like, like yesterday, people were like, who are you liking the game? Who you like in the game? I'm like, what game? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I used to oh, pretend Oh, football, too. I don't give a fuck. I think it's boring and stupid, and I'm so happy you brought it up because I'll tell you what I think. Yeah, and why not? I'm like, I love pro wrestling. Oh, you know it's fake? Yeah, I do. So is everything on TV. Go fuck
1: yourself. Uh... You
2: think people in a cave did this?
1: <laughs> 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 I don't think. I don't know who did it. But I
2: mean, it's just, God, can't we just... It, 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 that's the worst, when people have to
1: impose their hang-ups on you mm. and make you feel like an asshole. Well, that's what that girl was doing. That's
2: exactly – oh, come on.
1: But that's what makes coming out uh, as a comedian uh, uh, difficult, is, yes. is you're saying. Well, then it was because I was just – I graduated from school,
2: and I'm playing by the rules, and I'm doing everything I was supposed to. I went to school. I graduated in four years. I got everything done. I got my internships. I got my resume. Now I got the first job I've ever had out of the gate. And I'm miserable, and I'm more miserable and stressed out than I've ever been in my life. I used to look down at my keyboard at MTV, and it would be covered in hair because I was so stressed out. Not just the, not the work. Mm. It was monotonous, but it, a monkey could do it. I could do it. I was fucking straight out. Of sc- yeah, you could mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. What was stressing me out, and I finally I, I verbalized it, and then I became a stand-up comedian because I was like, I was anxious. I was wasting my life that i was wasting my time on the planet and 9 11 had happened too Mm -hmm. so i started at mtv december of 01 allegedly allegedly i'm just kidding it did happen it it (laughs) happened (laughs) Um, and that was that was probably the biggest kick in my ass of anything like you got to do something with your life because you have no idea what's going to happen not even that more but just like you're so lucky like, talking about myself, I'm so lucky that I get to be alive and get to be in New York City, and but fuck, this isn't what I was... Like, I, there, There's no great... That gnawing feeling yeah. that there is something else you're supposed to be doing, and right now you are wasting your time. Right, right, right. And
1: my, To the point that my hair was... It's almost like you have a falling flight. ...falling off of me. You have a flight, and it leaves at midnight. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done this. Uh, and I haven't packed shit. Or, or this, is, this is what happened one time. Is I was going to cancel a show in New York, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I did. And the wheels were in motion. Yeah. And I knew my flight was at 7 the next morning. And I was sick, which is why I canceled it. Then I woke up at, like, 3 in the morning. I, I, was, I was clean. I was like, fuck it. I'm not basically – I'm just going to have this job, and I'll do data entry or whatever. And I woke up at 3 in the morning, and I was like, is the flight still available? Like And got on and went and did the show. Mm-hmm. But that feeling of, like, some, you need to make a decision – because that plane's going to leave. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I, I was like, uh, before I turn... Uh, it was 03. I started doing stand-up. So it was before I turn 24. I'm going to start doing stand-up. And then I like went to... What were those? Uh, like the Gotham uh, writing classes. <laughs> with Dave LaBarca. Mm-hmm. And no one in the class... Have I ever seen ever again anywhere doing stand up? Yeah. Um, one of those things. And sure. then just start just doing open mics, just going to. How ironic is it that I'm like, you know what, Matt? You're wasting your life. You need to do something meaningful. So go to the New York Comedy Club and start doing open mics so mm-hmm. you can feel better about yourself and your decisions. It's a weird compulsion.
1: Yeah. If you can see the open mics that you're That, re- that one in particular, for. in the small room, on the side. Who was I just talking to about how we would be so nervous because it was called the New York Comedy Club. Right. But that's just paint on a sign. Right. That doesn't mean anything. It was mm-hmm. just a shithole. Yeah. Yeah. And I would go and I would do it and I would do all those fucking shows. Mm-hmm. Such a weird...
2: I remember one of the... Fr- I, the first time I ever did the main room at New York Comedy Club and I was uh, getting paid... It was a bringer show. And um, it was the first time I... Perf- it wasn't an open mic. Mm-hmm. I was performing on the showcase. The <sighs> professional, I guess, comm- I have no idea who he is. I wish I could remember what his name was or if I ever saw him again. Hmm. Who like ba- opened at the beginning... Um, did Bill Hicks jokes that I knew verbatim, really? Like the one about trying to cross the street. And, like, yeah, you try that, the the pedestrian right away. Mm-hmm. That thing, how in L.A. all the cars have to stop. You try that around here, they just turn on their windshield wipers. That whole thing. Huh. Also, did another joke which I actually liked. Um, but that at that point I was like, well, I wonder who actually wrote that joke. Right. He goes, uh, he's like, I'm staying with my buddy and this hot chick rides by a uh, bicycle. He's like, oh. Wouldn't you like to die and come back as uh, the seat on that bike? And I'm like, I'd rather come back as the guy who's fucking her.
1: Ha! He didn't write that. No. <laughs> no. There's no chance. <laughs> so, I love what we're saying. I wanna. I wanna finish how badly how we came together. Uh, a little. Well, bit. Th-
2: I remember this. Th- this date I remember specifically yep. because this was a pivotal week in my life.
1: I just mean at any point. If you want to go back to that narrative, mm-hmm. you can. Uh, but talk about that's whatever what you want. Well,
2: No, that's what I'm saying is uh, the, well, what, what, what was I saying before? I was you, just doing open mics and bullshit. Yeah,
1: you're just talking about, but you were happy failing at stand-up.
2: Right. But it was, Well, it was, you know what's funny is the,
1: so that was O three. I remember in 02
2: for Christmas, I asked my parents for uh, an acoustic guitar. Still trying to figure out what it was i wanted yeah something was missing yeah desperately a gaping hole was inside of me and i asked them for a guitar and and i said to them why i wanted so i could have something to look forward to after work oh no because up until that point it was like december 01 all of 2002 was just go to work and come home Mm -hmm. go to work and come home and get drunk and drink with all mm-hmm. my friends, which was also not, that doesn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. And then um, then it was, it, it, I don't, I don't know why, specific, I, I guess it just never left my head that I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I wish I could remember specifically, well, I, it was just, it was, I remember what it was. It was the two-year anniversary of uh, September 11th. And I remember thinking, God, God. It's, it's been two years. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm still just sitting here at MTV doing nothing. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to start doing open mics now.
1: I remember you a at a party panel. or something when you stopped working at MTV. I seem to remember that. I knew you at that time.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I quit because well, the Sears Die Hard money came
1: in. Oh, that's Right. Um and my wife left me between those times. Because mm-hmm. she she never got that. Well here's what happened. It, the, all right <laughs> she, she never got to enjoy that with me. Uh, <laughs> Fucking dummy. Sucker. Um, I gotta burn these pictures or something.
2: You sh- I'm sure it'd be very cathartic. <laughs> uh, but my mom's on them. <laughs> cut her out? Yeah, you cut her out. <laughs> and then and then just lose that picture in a book. <laughs> Try to pawn it off on a on a friend. <laughs> You couldn't believe my eyes. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, I'm like, what is this card? And yeah. I'm looking through. I'm like, who are these women? And then the last picture is you. And I'm like, uh, oh no, <laughs> this is ex
1: <ex-wife." laughs> oh, What a weird thing.
2: And like, my bookshelf had just ripped out of the wall. There are books everywhere. And then I see this on the it's ground. It's like a scene like, in what a movie. Is this? And it's
1: a documentary or, yeah. or a movie. And you go and try and find her. Uh, so, all right, yes. J- July
2: third, two thousand seven. Wow. He is Katina and I were doing a show at Rafifi. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consequently enough, no one came. So we canceled the show. (laughs) And then I went home and Katina went and sang karaoke with like maybe, well, Glennis came uh, to the show. And then it was that night Katina called me and said, "Uh, guess who has a crush on you? And now now my my now wife, Glennis. Yeah. We were walking. So we're, we're at Rafifi we're
1: waiting around wait because the show is canceled that's when you found out Glenn has had a crush on you yes awesome
2: so the same night is when uh, katina and i left rafifi to walk to like a Dwayne reed or whatever we're walking up uh second mm. what was it I was it's on 11th first and second yeah. first and second right mm-hmm. walking up second and then we run into you in front of that chase bank I remember this. You remember this, yeah. And then you told me you were you told us you were getting divorced. I remember that. And then I was like, well, I'm looking for a place. Oh, I'm looking for a place. Yeah. We should look for a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. type of shit. Fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we
1: d- and that's exactly go. And back I'm probably talking
2: about like, have you gotten any Sears money yet? No, I haven't gotten any of the money yet. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, my mom said she saw him on the Home and Garden Network. <laughs> and then that Think- was July. Glennis and I had our first date July 5th, and then by August, by mid August, we'd gotten. I mean, I got like a check for like nineteen thousand dollars or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, and that was like the first of it, mm-hmm. and that was like everything. That was all the sessions mm-hmm. and like the the triple overtime, whatever, because we were working on a Sunday and all that shit. And then and then I quit MTV, and then yeah, that'll then, do it. and then we moved in together. Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. Oh God, that was a hell of a summer.
1: That was a hell of a summer. Yeah,
2: I quit my job and then I moved in with you. Yeah. Oh god, remember we went to IKEA and we thought that like the table was going to blow off the roof of the car?
1: <laughs> I feel like everybody in America has that at story. At one point
2: I go, "It's completely upright. Pete, it's completely <laughs> upright." Cuz we couldn't see out the back at all cuz we'd
1: bought so much garbage. So much IKEA <laughs> and crap. so much that remained unassembled. Yeah. We just had the boxes at those, those of end, end tables, tables that we end just, tables. We, we used the boxes together. as tables. We're like
2: this, fuck this stupid box. We never put the table together. That's I remember
1: right. putting that huge uh, console for the TV together. Ugh. That was an undertaking. Yep. We'd just come home and it would be the it's, it was the size of the living yep. room, and we just and I remember work and it.
2: so and then you got that sick TV, you got the Xbox with three hundred and sixty. We hook it up. And I'll never forget, you called Kumel, and you're like, because we're playing it, we're like, this doesn't look like HD. Does yeah, this look like yeah, HD? yeah, yeah. You call Kumel, and, and you, you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, so there's a switch on the back of the Xbox that says HD. Yeah. And we turn around and we're like, yeah, we had it switched off.
1: <laughs> we had it on SD. You've got to turn on the HD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what are you doing? Emily, get the fuck done! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to forget anything. Well, we can t- let's end by talking about um, we, t- we covered God. I don't know that 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 providence of meeting you and then hitting it off and then having you be the person that I needed to live with, who mm-hmm. would like keep me alive. You know what I mean? There's a lot of gratitude. But then I there. needed it too. Yeah,
2: that was the other thing. Why? Well, because it was the. Um... I had just quit my, my job. That was my oh, safety right. net, right, right, right. you know, and that it, that really felt like it was the first time I was on my own. I wasn't right. living with someone I went to school with. Right. I was living with another comic,
1: right? I think that also helps yeah. that you're living with somebody that's like, oh, this guy's. I was like a couple steps ahead of you, you know, in Let's that say, like yeah. I had a college agent yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I was making money as a comedian, right? So like, I was like a reminder that you yeah. weren't crazy.
2: Like yeah, like I went on a couple of shows with you. I opened for you a couple of times at right. a couple of schools.
1: Oh, that's the story. That's the friendly story. So right. we we drove up. I asked you to open for me at a college, and we went up to Rhode Island.
2: No, it was much further up, and because that's it wasn't in Massachusetts. It might have even been in New Hampshire. That's what I think
1: it might have been actually. Okay, and we pulled over at the at the friendlies. Yeah, and they had a sign that said. <laughs> I'll never forget this Now Serving Now Serving Black Angus Yes <laughs> And you But it was white letters It was on, white letters on letter black, on background. black. Background. And you used a marker
2: I had a permanent marker with me To
1: make it <laughs> Now it, it,
2: I filled in the letters of Angus Of, of, of Anga, Anga Anga So then it read Now Serving Blacks <laughs> Which I, oh my God, we were—that was the funniest thing I that think had ever happened. That might happened.
1: have been the hardest I've ever laughed. We were laughing At the whole on time. on the table would have a sign that says now serving, and the way that the S yeah. was kind of like uh, clearly from a different word. <laughs> it was way down the line. Now serving black. I
2: have. The, I'll put that on your Facebook. I have that picture somewhere. I
1: want it every day. I
2: have it on my. Uh, I have it on my computer somewhere. Now
1: Serving Blacks. And then and then we made all those videos, and then, you know, uh, it's funny. I think possibly by the time this airs, we'll know what's happening with my show, but then we're doing, we did all the things for the pilot and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's, it's clearly, regardless of what happens with the show, something that we'll be doing, like the Joker said to the Batman, for a very long time.
2: Yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I remember I um, you rented a car. Yes. We drove it. You stayed, and then I drove the rental car back to New York by myself, which was one of the most stressful drives of my life. Oh,
1: cause I met you say, you, the girl that I was seeing. With some, yeah. yeah.
2: And, uh, because I had, uh, I remember that. I feel like, and I was like, just get on 90. <laughs> I feel like I didn't have my license with me. I remember freaking out because it was a rented car. Yeah. I didn't rent it. I didn't yeah. have anything on me. And I'm, I'm almost positive I didn't have my driver's license. Yeah, and, so
1: you're just a renegade.
2: Yeah. I'm and I don't think- es- essentially driving a stolen car, Yeah, you know? And at one point, I'm flying down, or oh, down yeah. 95, and all of a sudden, a cruiser's behind me, flashes his lights, and I was like, oh my fucking God, there's no way. And I pull over into the next lane, and then he just whizzed right past. Ugh,
1: that's like, one of the oh, best feelings. God. It's worth the panic for the relief that it's not that
2: yeah. It's like pressing a sore tooth.
1: Here's the great thing about you, one another great thing, is that you're um in the right relationship. You saw me mm-hmm. go through you've been you've always been one of those friends that like I talk to about whatever's going on in my uh love life. Right. And it's always been wonderful that even though you are, by your own admission, you won't disagree with this, you know, kind of a, a grumpy person. Right? Like you were saying, like an older, like an old man, old, old grumpy man. Yeah. I don't mean that. You know, clearly, anyone listening to this right now knows you're not grumpy. We're having a time. No, no, fun no, no, time. no,
2: no, It's more I can, uh, I, I, that's where I get my amusement from things that I don't
1: right. like. But I guess, the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is is here you are kind of seeing things as they are, mm-hmm. being a realist, uh, dabbling in things, and, and just kind of being like a, I don't know how to say it, being you. It doesn't quite add up. If I'm making the movie about you, mm-hmm. you're a character in my Kevin Smith movie. You're just a stoner who's grumpy and does stand-up. It doesn't make sense, almost, <laughs> that you have this beacon woman in your life. And right. I'm so glad that you do, and I just want to talk about it. Oh, my you God, have, I do. You have this wonderful wife. Yes. Who's got to do the show as well. Yeah, she does. Yeah, we got to make that happen.
2: Um, uh, Glennis is the absolute best thing that's ever happened to me in my life you know yeah i mean
1: i love that you said that at your wedding that it was the
2: happiest day of your life it's it's strange it was like it it yeah because it was like god this is like a cliche but this really is the happiest day of my life you even said that yeah
1: you said that
2: i mean it was just i don't know it's hard to put it into words um but uh, it was just, I, it, when Katina called me that night and said, uh, oh, guess who has a crush on you? And when she said Glennis, I was like, I, I'm not even, like, joking around. Like, I, in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to marry her, huh. you know? And it was just this, um, I'd be completely lost without her, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I would be a miserable fuck yeah you know yeah 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 because it's funny because i feel like i am certainly in a better place than when we lived together not like we butted heads or didn't no but it was like there was um
1: oh you mean you and glennis no i mean you and i yeah we never butted heads no no in fact the only time that i upset you i think was i you got to remember of course my wife had just left me Mm -hmm. and you said and sometimes miserable people want other people to be miserable, you know? And I remember you go, hey, I got good news. And I go, you and Glenys broke up, and you did not find that funny at all. Wow. What I meant was, oh, we could, what I meant was, like, right, we right, could be right. miserable together. Right. sure. And you, I really admired it because you showed me your emotions in real time. You didn't harbor it. You just went, like, what? Why would you say that? Like, <laughs> right, right there. Like, yeah. there was a fire, and you spit on it. And then there wasn't fire anymore. Right, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know what I mean? Like right, we were right, done. Right, right, right. Uh, a lesser man would have just been like, "Oh, I hate Pete now." <laughs> That's funny. I don't remember that. So it goes to Gladys that that. Time. So we weren't butting heads. You were, but we both could have been doing right. better.
2: But uh, yes,
1: and um, I'm certainly uh, much. Uh,
2: I wouldn't. I. I, I the ice has melted a little bit but i'm sure. still the same curmudgeon yeah and i and i relish in that well, I, here's
1: what's interesting is you are like a lot of comedians mm-hmm. you're an empath you you pick up on how other people are feeling yeah and right you're, yes. you're very much a product of your environment very sensitive to, and, to and other, very sensitive how other... you're an open wound yes. a little bit and you need glennis your coffee and cheese cream you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and she makes you a lot more palatable. I love you no matter what. I love Grumpy Matt. But like when you were working for WWF and they were running you Raw oh. and All Raw, uh, and all you were
0: doing—I <laughs> can't believe you even got <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> I love it. And all you were doing was hanging out with other dudes. That Matt, the Matt that was there when we shot um, Two Face, mm-hmm. was Agro Matt. You were grumpy and oh, shit. Yeah. That was the only time that I was like, "Oh, we're not getting along." you and I, cause I, they're not bad. No, I know exactly what you mean. But there was a couple moments yep. where I was like, Oh, Matt and I are bumping heads because you weren't happy. Yep. You were away from Glenis. So you didn't have your cream. Mm-hmm. And I was shooting all night with a, with a cup of black coffee <laughs> who like, yeah, I remember. No, You're absolutely right. I remember something good in my life was happening. And I remember you didn't seem particularly happy for me with, and in that you were like, and like, Believe me, I need this sometimes. You're like, oh, shut up. Like, I kept talking about it or something. I wonder what it was. It might have been the pilot. I don't know. I don't know if that was it. But I remember being like. No, we never really talked about the pilot. Yeah, it might have been. It could have been my hour or something. It was some milestone had happened. And I was just. I love shooting the Batmans and I was so happy and I was so silly. I'm kind of.
2: Maybe it was doing Conan.
1: Yeah, maybe. And I remember. Just getting a sense, like, oh, Matt's been away from Glennis. He's only been hanging out with like yeah. swinging dicks. Third time I've said that this podcast. Meaning, like, you were absorbing all of this masculine energy, all this uh, machismo. Second time I've said machismo, all this braggard sort of stuff. Uh, and and not- I don't fit in that room, in that world. And then you had a little bit of that on your on your shoulder. And I, I attributed was- it to you not having Glennis. <laughs>
2: Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Cuz even when I was, you know, not in LA on the other coast from her, like I, when I was working the wrestling gig, it uh, it was it was like I was away from her. Yeah. Even even when I wasn't uh on the road, it was still long goddamn hours going right. st- going to Stanford. You like, toured around
1: with the wrestlers just a little bit. For sorry. about yeah,
2: I was there for a year and maybe half the time, maybe 6 months I was at TV every single weekend, you know, For like you would leave on Sunday and come back on Wednesday and, mm-hmm. you you know, you'd go to goddamn, you know, Chicago and then go to Moline or you'd go to goddamn, you know, Greenville and then fucking buttfuck. I mean, it was just, the town's become a blur. There's yeah. no time. Like, we, I went to London and people were like, how was London? I was like, I, don't I saw the drive to the arena was nice. You know, right. there's no time for anything. Right.
1: You were writing just binge drinking.
2: That's and then like Tuesday night, it would just be binge drinking, right? And it was like, and that, like I said before, that doesn't help anybody, right? You know, right, right, right.
1: it put you in a dark place.
2: I was in a very bad place. I particularly, I was away from my wife. Yes, Um, we had just gotten married, right? I mean, like we, we came back from the our honeymoon, and like I finally turned my phone back on. You know, for the international charges, all that bullshit. And um, that's when I found out about the WWE gig. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'd fucking do that. And plus, it was also, I mean, being away from her was the biggest thing. Not doing stand-up would be the next thing, you know? Right. Not doing as, as much as I could. And then just doing no auditions. Right. I mean, getting time off to fucking come shoot uh, the, the, the Batman stuff was... uh a pain in the ass and yeah. i was honest with them about it i was up front with them i was like look this is a commitment i made before i started working here but i want you to know this is my top priority and they just they want to own you yeah you know hmm. and then so then when i came out here to do uh shoot stuff for your pilot i just lied to them i remember i that. just took vacation days and said and and what's crazy is i ran into not one of the writers but like just one of the Guys from the production team On the plane So there was like WWE people on the plane Oh god Because they were in LA that week Wow Because remember Because I didn't want anybody To know I was
1: here Yeah no tweeting No, I was like
2: no tweeting We were going to go to that party I was like I don't want to Run into anybody Yeah I remember
1: I remember Because also
2: Amy was dating Dolph at the time The fucking wrestler And I was like This is insane It's going to get back to them I'm like This is I was like This is the first lie I've ever told Since I've been here And now it's It's going to get back to them
1: um, n- just know the time I don't think Amy wants people knowing that in fact you should probably just take that out oh get rid of that then <laughs> she went on
2: Stern talk about it
1: oh she did yeah oh then leave it in
2: <laughs> leave it
1: in when I would always tease her about that uh, I made a joke to Amy that she would keep a razor blade uh, in her thumb so she could cut herself during sex <laughs> that's pretty good I thought that was pretty good that's pretty good that's what wrestlers do Um
2: okay Uh, It was, you know, but I was so happy. I was in a much better place by the time I came out here to do your pilot, though, because I think I might
1: have already put in your notice or something.
2: No, there's no notice there. But I knew your move. I may I I may have already known
1: that I was I was done. I was never a fan of that uh, job idea, but that 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 was close. Not really. But that going straight thing. I was like, Matt. It, because what what I right. tell you, I said I go out for pilots and I read the description and it's you. I know, and I'm pretending to be you, I know. and I'm like it should be him. Uh, but I'm glad you did it. I, you said it was nuts. I'm glad I did it too.
2: But it, it was it was just kind of like one more really difficult thing, and that is a difficult gig mm. being a writer for them, and they burn through a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of turnover. Um, Patrice wrote for them for about oh really a couple months. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Um, maybe like an O two 2 somewhere around there. But at any rate...
1: So then, then you got off the road and you get back with your wife. And we, went.
2: I mean, but yeah, it was like a meltdown. I had a meltdown on the road. I got drunk. I mouthed off. Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bad.
1: Who'd um, you mouth off? You made fun of Vince or something? Yeah, but what, what
2: happened... But my, my, the senior vice president politely asked me to be quiet. And instead I was like, oh, Eric says I gotta be quiet. Oh, and then... Which is, I, I fully expected to be fired. Yeah. And I was at the
1: point, too, you probably wanted to be I fired. I wanted to be fired. Yeah. I really like did. Like Costanza with the strawberries in mm-hmm. Babe Ruth's uniform.
2: I just, I was so done with it. I was over it. I had a bad week at TV. It was like, enough's enough. It was like, I know what I'm fucking doing. I know that I'm funny. I know that I know how to write. I know that, uh, but and I know that all the shit I'm getting right now is completely arbitrary. It's just because I'm new. They're just going to stretch me out. And, it, and, that, and that, that's the way it operates. It's like just to see if you can take it. Yeah. That on top of... Because it's like, I know I can take it. I don't need... To prove to you that I can take it. Yes. I've been doing open mics in fucking New York City. Let me show you the New York comedy. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you you want to try to make me feel like a dick. You you got here a little too late. (laughs) You know you're not gonna you're not gonna intimidate me. I've been kicking my own ass for years. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you think I oh do I have tough skin? Yeah, I have thick skin. Yeah. You want me to give it back to you just as hard? No, you're not gonna be. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That on top of how arbitrary like just creatively it was so unsatisfying because it was like things would just change and you're like why and they're like well. That, that's just the way that we're going to do that's it.
1: That's how I felt writing for TV. It was weird to see things shift and your jokes die and things go away. And, and then... it
2: makes it difficult to care.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly you right. Because you know, even if you go on autopilot and let other people do it or, or, or not try as hard, the show still will get done. You know what I mean? Like that? Sure. The... And then so you don't care as much. Because when you were trying, when you were putting your heart into it, uh, you still got the same amount of jokes in an episode.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because it's like an... Yeah. And Uh, and then, because even like, um, at least with if I was writing on a comedy show, yeah, surrounded by other comedians, let's say, and like you know whoever the Vince McMahon was, you know, say say I'm writing for Johnny Carson, at least I can improve and be like, oh, this is the kind of stuff he likes, you know, Uh this this this, this, oh this is what I should be doing, as opposed to Johnny Carson just. Not wanting to do it because you thought of it and not him, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which which was whether or not that's how the place operates. It just felt that that's way. the way it felt to me because of just having because I was the only comedian too in the room, you mm-hmm. know, and it was it was just um, and you're
1: writing the things for the wrestlers to say to one another.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're writing everything. You're pitching storylines, you know, characters, everything, every mm-hmm. aspect, mm-hmm. and. It finally got to the point where, like, where I was getting things on TV and I didn't give a shit, hmm. you know? I was like, this isn't... There is no describing how satisfying stand-up comedy is. Like, whether we're millionaires and billionaires or not, it's like I am happy with the life I have because I'm, I I have this art form that I can participate in, as opposed to just sitting there and being made to feel like a dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: It's hard to go kind of to any, have a boss anywhere I would. Yeah,
2: because the the money was great, but obviously the money's not the big factor. The big factor was I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. Well, it sounds... Absolutely love it. And everybody in the room would say the same thing. No one would put up with this bullshit if it was any other TV show. Right. And it got to the point where I was like, I have other things I can be doing. Right. You know, like, I, I i was smarter than when I was at... I was at MTV for six years, you know, anxious and thinking I'm wasting my life and doing... So I was at WWE for a year and I
1: was like, that's it, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, because that sounds like hair on the keyboard.
2: Yeah. And when I quit, they, there was no surprise. They're like, okay. <laughs> like, they, they go through. But they're like, you can
1: leave whenever you want.
2: Yeah. Oh, they go through a lot of people, man. Yeah.
1: So now you and Gladys and I hung out at the Dresden. The Dresden. And, and the, we had a lovely time and it was just so nice to see... Not that I'm, please don't think I'm taking your temperature. It's just so nice to see how lo- in love you guys are, mm-hmm. and that is such a nice uh, other side. See, seeing Grumpy Aggro WWE Matt and then going to Dresden, yeah. I was like, there he is. He's all goofy and they're kissing. And I was, I yes, do bits. I'm back. I feel yeah, like yeah, you feel back in a
2: lot of ways. I feel back. Not yeah. just I'm back doing stand up again and going out and uh, you know shooting stuff, but I, I, I feel. Much more myself, probably than I ever have. Yeah, you know? but I, it's just it's it's tough to um, it's tough to realize that there could be more than one dream. You know, that's what I th- I feel like um, Nick Turner or uh, or um, who John said that Favreau. To me? John Favreau might have said that to me. That's what I think Nick Turner looks like. You do?
1: Know? It was either Nick Turner or John Favreau. It was blurry. <laughs> <laughs> Google image search Nick Turner
2: What do you say? Well I forget who I was talking But I feel like he was talking At any rate That they're, they're, there can be multiple dreams Because mm. like when I, when I told people Oh my god I got a job writing for World Wrestling Entertainment They're like oh my god That's your dream job mm-hmm. And I'm like absolutely it is mm-hmm. And then it, I, it lasted as long as I could take it And mm-hmm. then I was just like it, it's, I gotta go back to the other
1: dream Yeah you know? that is weird that's weird. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're back. Oh, thank God.
2: <laughs> it's Tough. That's a tough gig. Yeah. If any any of the guys uh who are still with WWE, my my hat off to you and my heart. I I wish it could have worked out. Yeah. You know? That's the other thing. It it'd be nice had if I could have
1: actually done it. Yeah. But then um, we would have lost you. I'm very selfish and I'm very uh possessive of you. Well, no, I mean that's the other <laughs> like, thing. It's you like you can't have Maddie. That's You know what's funny?
2: You know what's funny? Uh, I had a dream, and I realized what what the dream meant. Tell me. I was um, on the astral plane. No, it's funny. On one side of the street, it's funny. Like um, one of the head writers, because I don't like sports. You know, in in that like I don't like mainstream sports like baseball, football. Yeah, who gives a shit? And they were. I remember one of the head writers he was playing baseball with a bunch of kids on one side of the street and I crossed the street. And as I'm crossing the street, um, Teddy long is crossing the street as well. Who's that? Teddy long, uh, was a, um, he's he's a, he's a personality. He's not a wrestler. He was never a wrestler. He was a manager. He was a referee for many years. And now he's like, you know, he's, he's just a personality. And I cross the street, and it's much more difficult on this side of the street. But it's where I want to be. And there are like all these kids, and it kind of felt like the kids who gave me shit when I was growing up on the other side of a chain link fence. And they're kind of giving me shit, but I'm ignoring them because I know where I'm going is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up, and I realize that 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 dream was about leaving WWE and going where I wanted to go, and not you know just like playing baseball just because that's what everyone else is fucking doing, mm-hmm. but the reason Teddy Long was there—that's that's the best that could have happened to me. Meaning, becoming an on-air talent—that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. But then that—that's the best my career could have been—is just being, you know, the the general manager of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Or whereas, you know, I want to do because I'm a performer. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be a writer, but uh, you know i'm on fire when i'm performing you know right and it's just realizing and it's, it's just funny having dreams and like your 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 subconscious knows,
1: yeah you know giving you a little you play. always know hey dummy yeah watch this yeah. while they have your attention sleeping so then that
2: that was kind of that was the end that was when i was like yeah i can't do
1: this well let's uh i'm glad i don't let's do the speed round we we'll go over what i have on the speed! paper <laughs> with Pete Weed Sherpa I remember one time uh, we, You got me high for like the first time in my life And I'm sitting there and I'm like My mouth is dry And you looked at me and you went That's normal <laughs> Pete, be cool You are so calming Other times I've smoked pot I think of you going like It's normal to be hungry You
2: Isn't, know what's weird? Yeah. It's, it's 420 right now
1: Whoa Whoa Weed oh. Sherpa we- friendly snuff film it's just a ride uh here's the new speed round what kind of soap do you use uh irish spring <laughs> you fucking I, leprechaun. Know. I but i prefer the bar yeah sure liquid sh- i understand I'm screw that hardest you've laughed is it possible that it was now serving blacks
2: <laughs> um if it wasn't uh the hardest i ever laughed was um god i was probably about Sixth grade, <laughs> and um, we're on a ski trip to Wachusett Mountain. Wow, <laughs> Mountain skiing minutes, minutes away. away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bernie and Phil's quality, comfort, and, and price. price. <laughs> That's nice.
2: <laughs>
1: 805 five, to eight, 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 300. 300 Empire today. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think For of, great low well, rates, get online, go to the general and save some time! I don't know that one. Oh,
2: you'll see it now. It's uh, some
1: shitty insurance. I'm trying to think of Jordan's furniture. Here at Jordan's. Oh, there used to be...
2: Oh, yeah, the, the Bernie and the... Yeah, that one. Yeah, Bernie Phil's... Oh, All right. Bernie sorry. and Phil. That was fucking nice. See, if you were in Rhode Island, if you grew up in Rhode Island, you'd know... Uh, wait. The, have a good night's sleep on no. us. Mattress discounters. That's so funny. Oh, you know what? I was... <laughs> When I would when I would get up in the morning and see the Sleepies commercial, yeah. I always change the lyrics. It's like for it's Sleepies like Sleepies for the
1: rest of your life. life. I always go
0: Sleepies for your big
1: slutty wife. <laughs> <laughs> I just pointed that out that that's a pun to somebody. Sleepies for the rest of your the life. rest of meaning your life. yes not just the remainder of your life, but the best rest yes, you've ever exactly.
2: had.
0: Exactly. Also
1: K Jewelers, every kiss begins with K. And it's they, true. They didn't know that that was a play on words as well. Cause the letter K, every kiss begins with the letter K, but it also begins with a jewel from K Jewelers. I just want people to know that I get, a, I get oh. advertising.
2: <laughs> so we're on Used Mountain.
1: Sixth grade. Approximately.
2: And never been seen before in my life. And, uh, Neither had my uh, uh, best friend in the world, Vin McGinn. And, um, I know Vin. You do know Vin. He was at the wedding. I do? <laughs> That's a bit I do. <laughs> okay, I met Vin. I don't know these men. <laughs> Who are these men? Who are these men?
1: <laughs> and
2: uh, me and uh, Luke Maha, <clears throat> a little further down the mountain, maybe we had been one time before and we know to make like the, the pizza slice, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, so you yeah. go slow down the mountain. Yeah i 'm not even joking for uh, uh, like i 'm not embellishing this story at all all of a sudden like we we both kind of stop and we go, w- Do you hear that? <laughs> and all of a sudden we just hear Aah! and it 's Vinny just goes flying, but yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we we both f- and then like he goes over a little hill and then we see the puff of like snow the explosion <laughs> and w- I, we both we I fell over <laughs> laughing so hard I would have urinated in my pants
1: <coughs> do you hear that?
0: Mm.
2: <clears throat> that's exactly <laughs> like I mean his arms were out like, not like, like the skis are just straight. He was just flying down. And then when they, like, we go running down. And then he's standing. He's covered in snow. He's got a bloody nose. His rented poles are just bent. And a woman, a woman, a woman, a woman is screaming at him because she thought he was just goofing around. Like, that's really dangerous. How dare you do that, young man?
0: <laughs>
2: that, that was the hardest. I Although another time I was at my friend Jared's wedding. And uh, uh, me, Glenis, and our friend, my other friend Pete, uh, were outside, <laughs> and we go to walk in, and Glennis walked into the um, like it was a, a glass door. A glass door. I laughed so hard, I ran away from them <laughs> and took my penis out of my pants because I was going to pee my pants, and just stood there <laughs> with my penis out, <laughs> urinating, laughing hysterically.
1: <laughs> Cause you walked into a glass door. She
2: walked into the glass door, <laughs> and I ran away with my penis out, <laughs> peeing and laughing. That's fantastic. So
1: I still haven't <laughs> peed my pants yet from laughing. This will be a special. We always do this on the set of Batman, which is Pacino <clears throat> in movies he yes. wasn't in. And I just want—I forget. Do the best one. This
2: comes from Josh Rubin.
1: Oh, he does it.
2: That well—that's where I picked it up from. Him and uh... he does Pacino. We well every sh- every college humor shoot <laughs> I would be on with him. And uh, especially if, uh, if, if Vin was the cameraman, just do, like, <clears throat> Al Pacino quotes from movies he was never yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you like, had uh, me at hello. Let the Wookiee win. <laughs> Why don't you let the Wookiee win? <laughs> you know, that and then your
1: favorite one from Howard Stern. This will be a great way to end the show. WNBC. <laughs> WNBC, yeah. Uh, this is great. This is awesome. That's he, the speed. It looks like a
2: pig. It makes you want to vomit. Pig vomit.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Of, how do you like them apples?
2: How do you like them apples? Um, gotta get closer to the mic. Do it more subtle, I know. subtle Patino. I just watched uh, "Silver Linings Playbook" last night. I'm trying to think of something from that. I am
1: weird, and I want an Oscar. <laughs>
2: Tell you what, you can fuck me if you keep the lights off Ah,
1: uh, <laughs> wow, good pull I could never have thought of a line from that movie I know
2: You think I'm crazier than you? You know what's so funny is I haven't seen Hunger Games yet I haven't either And I didn't see Winner's Bone or anything else she was in and I, and The whole movie I was like, why does her face look so familiar? It's because of that goddamn Oh,
1: there. I just realized the, that's her The epic thing She was hungry, then she played some games <laughs> You want a sandwich? Eat it, you stupid woman <laughs> I don't know. It's misogynist. It's not the woman, Vaikman. It's the building. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. Well, I feel like that's a good place to stop. Although, clearly, I could talk to you forever. I know. There's really so much we didn't even talk about. I, well, I blocked out huge chunks of stuff because I, I knew we wouldn't. I know. It's funny.
2: We went back to the beginning. It's just too much stuff. You'll have I to mean, come back. But, I mean, for, we got to give a shout out to Oren.: Oh, Okay. Especially if you and I are talking, because it's just yeah, it's ridiculous. Can, I, I I can't express. I'm sure you understand what I'm saying, though. But like when we first started shooting stuff with Warren, yeah, that moment of I, I feel like we shared a look with each other where we just go, oh yeah, we're really doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. instead of just talking about, wouldn't it be funny if we, we did didn't even this? talk
1: about Doritos. <laughs>
2: oh my god we didn't even we didn't talk, talk about we didn't the super bowl. We, didn't about no,
1: we didn't talk about front
2: page films at all no we didn't talk about front page films at all well we'll do another episode where we do that but yeah the super bowl that whole story was... crotch man. shots do really well i have numbers
1: oh god there's a lot to talk about I know. WNBC. well oren brimmer i i've never i've never shied away from a chance to to say is everything to yeah, me i love that yeah. and without him would be nothing and uh it's when we first started I remember when Oren and I remember we were trying to figure out what to call ourselves deep skillet that's right deep films skillet films, then we were like front under page. two under two, my idea was every sketch yeah. would be under two under three, I believe because then it, the less than yeah, the last three the sun, yeah. looks like a heart, so it would be like that would be our logo under three, but I was like, what if we want to do a, like the the first cut of penguin by the way. Is seven minutes, and I think it's perfection. And then Oren goes, I know you do, and that's why you have me. And he's going <laughs> to make it into three minutes. I, it's all me riffing. You know what I mean? It's every oh, yeah. single riff I sure. did. And I was like, I wouldn't change a thing. And he's like, that's <laughs> why you're change. you and I'm me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Oren Bremer, We need him. We love him. And I love you, man. I love you. Can you... you believe we did our last Batman video? Well, I have a feeling. You've got a... I have a feeling. Ah, just, just like Bruce Wayne in, in, a in Dark Knight Returns. I know. We're trying to sit in that dark, dark yeah, room. I certainly have learned how to drink. And, and I have a mustache.
2: Just Anne Hathaway is just going to come up and uh, serve us our dinner. And then, boom. Next oh, thing you know. I was
1: going to the comic book, actually.
2: Oh, I was going Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, because I don't acknowledge that film. <laughs> That's so cute.
1: Uh, will you say uh, we'll do it again? There's clearly more to talk about. You were a wonderful guest.
2: Clearly, there is more to talk about.
1: Will you say "keep it crispy" as Pacino?
2: I'll do that. I would never say it as myself.
1: <laughs> oh, you were gonna de- you were gonna decline. I
2: hadn't. Even, I didn't. It didn't even dawn on me till Until just, just now. now? Well, it's just strange. You have this non-catchphrase that's clearly a catchphrase. Yeah. It started as a joke. Right. And, 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 like, and, it, and it became a colossal one.
1: And it became like... <laughs> but, it, but when people aren't aware that I think, that I know it's stupid, but that's why I will do it... Well, You weird. know
2: what it was? Is you kept shouting it at my wedding on the dance floor. I did not. Yes, you did.
1: That was before the podcast existed. Sure. That's back when I just thought it was the funniest thing you right. could say. Right, right. Hey, keep it crisp. You're just going... Like, uh, you, this, was, this was you at my wedding. You're going,
2: crisp, crisp, white people, white people, white people. And then you spun Sarah Jo around.
1: And, oh, and God. It had any grandparents
2: of mine been alive, you would have knocked them over.
1: I will toss a tiny woman. She is so tiny. She, you can
2: fit. There's a picture. You can I was, fit her into like the village voice thing.
1: like the free village voices and I'll tell you if a goddamn giant of a man and a village voice sized woman get swing dancing I will toss that woman
2: it'll be at me and Glennis' wedding I'll tell you that much
1: crap that was the speed round? yeah that was the speed round I didn't ask you a couple of them ask me them when you fall asleep at night we're at three hours you're the new record am I? yeah (laughs) by 20 minutes when you fall asleep at night Katie's gonna die
2: Oh, God damn it, Katie. What else do you have to do? The go 49 and sit on the internet. The 49ers on on tonight. Are oh, they- my God. I love the
1: 49ers. My name's Katie. That's a great Katie. Oh. It is three hours. This is Todd Glass level. This will be it. Ugh. Just
2: ask me your goddamn questions oh, so you, we can you let you Katie know. you want to go, home.
1: too? No. I'm fucking having fun. Okay. We're going to do – do you? when I fall asleep, I tend to f- think the same things. Are you going to take a break? I tend to think the same things. (sighs) Probably going to go
2: change her tampon. Katie walked out. Katie just walked out. It's okay. She can do that. Who's going to press stop now? Now we have to keep going. When
1: you fall asleep.
2: This has been wonderful. Thank you for
1: having me. Oh, my pleasure. Let's get this out of the way without Katie in the room. Katie's the best. I did her show the other night. She probably has to pee out of pussy.
2: Until I was 14. See, we didn't get to anything. Until I was 14, I genuinely, honestly believed... Uh, girls peed out of their buttholes. Uh, that's true.
1: That's funny.
2: And like, kind of made like a weird joke, and somebody was like, what are you talking about? Like freshman year of high school. Yeah. And then, then kind of put it
1: together. That's so funny. Yeah. I saw a, a pornographic film where a girl peed. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I still don't quite get it. I'm like, where is that? I don't know. It seems north.
2: Some. Oh, yeah, the, the actual urethra itself. Yeah, but it still looks like Well, here's what's funny. Fake. Oh, I'm I'm 14 years old. I'll never remember, forget. It. I'm 14 years old. I'm with my friend Luke. We're in Newport Creamery. I'm saying to him, to girls like why, why do they sit down when they pee? Then if they don't pee out of their butts?" And he's like, "Well, it, gets, it comes out of the vagina. It's out of the urethra." And he was kind of half sure too. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm pretty sure. He's like, is it out of the like? Butt? Do you remember? Like the urethra? That's where the urine comes out of. That was definitely. And we're just discussing in great detail the diagram of the vagina from the health book. Yeah. And I go. Wow, you're right. And then he goes, kind of makes you think twice about eating a girl out, huh?
1: <laughs> I love that that's when Katie walked back hey, in. Hey, Katie. I know you can always pee. You're doing great. You, <laughs>
2: Sorry. Katie, you're doing such a great job.
1: That's what you said when you left. I said she probably has to pee out her pussy.
2: And the show the other night was wonderful. Thank you. Thank what you. Show? What show? At the Palace?
1: Yeah. I want to do that show, Catherine. I called you Catherine. Her, name, her name's not Catherine. What are the, what are you the actually mi- you missed the question. <laughs> we talked about peeing. Mm-hmm. When you fall asleep, right. do you think the same thoughts? Do you have like a ritual when you're falling asleep like you pretend you're in a log cabin or do you pretend you're good at uh, wrestling? Do you have a fantasy that you think every night when you lay down?
2: That's interesting. No.
1: Interesting. You and uh, Joel McHale do not. A mm. lot of people I, I know do. And the last thing we'll do, and then at the end of this, you say "Keep it crispy." Okay. This is a new thing we do <laughs> called fake laugh that turns into a real laugh. So we're gonna. You and I are gonna fake laugh, and when, <laughs> 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 okay, and when it turns into a real laugh, raise your hand. Okay. And I'll try, and I'll say, I'm going to do mine as Eric Kirchberger.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Ready? Okay. I won't, because that'll just make us both laugh. I'm going to do it regular. Ready? Fake laugh into real laugh.
2: Okay. We both at the same time.
1: It's right at the end. Now say, keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Hey, keep it crispy. Hey,
2: kids, it's your old pal, Al Pacino, here to let you know, keep it crispy.
1: <laughs> well, I could have gone four more hours, but that's it. You're the new record. You were crispy. Yeah, who was the old record? Ari Shafir. Darker. Darker.
2: <laughs> Darker. <laughs>